Hey, strangers. Welcome to another episode of The Strange Sessions. As always, I am Krista. With me is Kurt. And we have another K here today. Oh, it's Corey's with us today. Hello. Hello, Corey. Thank Hello. you for joining us again for this season, season six finale. finale. It's a somber You're occasion. You're welcome. <laughs> Unreal. Welcome. Hey, quickly, before I forget, if you don't want to sit through the chit chat at the beginning of the episode, check the show notes. Kurt will have posted the timestamp of the actual topic start. Yes, he will. <sighs> oh, was it my, my stomach or was that, that your was stomach? Corey. That was my Corey's stomach. stomach. Does it run in the family? No. I probably need more of my energy drink. I was. He with did my... have three, three burritos, three <laughs> McDonald's burritos, breakfast burritos on the way down. I did. Um, I was talking, we were talking about how you can't burp at my. <laughs> Family the, Thanksgiving, the, as you do. And Jim was, he didn't believe me. He had to Google it. And he's like, it was recently discovered that there are people yeah, who can't burp. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty sure yep. Kurt's known that his whole life. I'm yeah. glad they've recently discovered that. That's why like, I drink flat Coke or flat Pepsi. I can, I mean, I can drink a soda, but if I drink like a lot of soda, that's why I can't drink a lot of beer explode. either. What's the one thing I can't do? Hiccup. Yep. yep. You can't hiccup? I've never hiccuped. Oh, that's I actually, rarely hiccup. You're I, lucky, actually, because you hiccups can get the suck. hiccups, no. and hiccups I've actually suck. gotten a, head, a headache yeah. from having hiccups. I mean, it's been years. Oh, God. Not hiccups God. suck. They do. That was bodily functions talk <laughs> with Kurt, Krista, and Corey. Um, I want to give it's shout okay. outs to our newest listeners, and one of them I forgot because he joined yesterday, and I want to get that in. James something? Yes, I want to get that in now because this I'd prefer is, to not call him James something. So yeah, let's look it <laughs> We up. should just call our listeners uh, <laughs> something, Rosie something. something, somebody or other, somebody from <laughs> Ohio. Joe uh, Schmo. Joe Schmo. So I want to give shout outs to our newest listeners, and those are Marie B, Aaron Elizabeth, Matt Rod, James Daniels, and as always, Nora and Paige, my students. I told them that I would give them a last shout out in the last episode of the season. So Nora and Paige, love you guys. Thank you guys so much for listening to everybody that's joined the strangers. Thank you so much. You know, Laying in bed this morning, I was thinking about six seasons and the friends we've made through doing the podcast. It's just, it's unreal. It It really is. is, but hopefully there's another six more. I don't know. We're running I mean, out I'm of counting topics. on at least one. <laughs> yeah, well, at least one. Yeah, because I pretty much have next season's playlist all organized. Nice. Uh, except Corey's Who gonna, needs an intern? Corey's going to come on because there's an episode. Somebody did ask. You and I talked about doing that topic, but then a stranger asked us to do that topic. So, it's, Do I even know what this no, topic is? No. It's a, oh. it's a complicated topic, I think, kind of, because there's a lot yeah. of stuff that goes there's into there. A lot there. of names. And then a lot of names. A lot of timelines. Like, and, this, the website. and Yeah, it's... All that stuff. So that's going to be... I feel like Corey always comes on for the really complicated ones. He does. He no, makes them... No, no. Really. Uh, Corey and I were talking on the way down about... We're, we'll get to it eventually today, but about the Ben McDaniels with the diving where you had to take your tank off and nope. push your tank through that you little... You did that episode, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I remember yeah. that. I did yeah. not like it. Uh, do I we mean, have it was a good episode, but... Housekeeping? I know that we were going to say, we've talked about saying where we're planning on going on our mm, little trip mm-hmm, next mm-hmm. summer. Our road trip. And we'll reveal it now that it's nothing super exciting. This is just like a practice. I'm excited. I'm excited too because I've always, the first place that we're talking about going to, you is like a bucket list thing for you. Yeah. Even though I think we may have debunked it. We totally it. poo-pooed that one. Well, we didn't debunk it. I think other, other people, people have. <clears throat> Although I've gotten some strongly worded messages the, the, on Instagram. <laughs> the second place we're going, I've always wanted to go to. I've always yeah. wanted to go to I Washington Island. To go there too. We know we talked about the Bitters Club. I've always wanted to go to Washington Island, but this next one is the second best, mm-hmm. and it supposedly has a dozen haunted places on it. Mm-hmm. So the plan is that we are going to drive 
up to Paulding, Wisconsin, yep. and see the Paulding lights that we referred Fingers to crossed. back in episode. I have them all listed here. Paulding lights, Paulding lights. That was one of my mini mysteries. That was. It was back in... It was episode. It was season two, episode twelve. We talked wow, about Paulding lights. Two? Yep, it's like twenty eighteen. Yeah, so that was a while Dang. ago. So we're gonna go up to Paulding. We're gonna see the Paulding lights, and then we are gonna drive over through the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, the and, and we are going to go to what's it called now? Mackinac Island. Mackin- Mackinac Island. See, is it Mackinac or Mackinac? I think it's Mackinac. If you That's Google I it, I think it's Mackinac. No, I think it's Mackinac I'm because Googling I've heard people it. talk about Mackinac Island. I've heard people say both. Okay, we're going to go to either Mackinac Island or <laughs> Mackinac Island. I'm literally Googling it because I've, I think I've tried Googling Mackinac Island and, and Mackinac Island. And I think that's up. one that we have to leave the car See, at a Mackinac dock island. and then we have to take, take a, a ferry, ferry to the island. Yeah. Okay. But it's, it's, it's spelled Mackinac, but it's, oh, pronounced, maybe it's Mackinac. pronounced Mackinac. Yeah. Oh. So that's where we're thinking about going. There's at least a dozen haunted places supposedly there. I'm going to keep calling it Mackinac. And we're going to like stop at a couple places along the way because up at the, the yeah. tip of Lake Michigan is a lighthouse that's supposed to be haunted. Sweet. So we're gonna I'm going to look over our break coming up at places that we can maybe stop at. We can maybe even... We're going to figure. We don't know exactly also, when Also, if you're or from where. that area and you want us to stop yeah. somewhere, yeah. let us know. Yeah. Who's driving? Jim, I think. I think okay. Jim's driving. I think Jim's driving. Jim Good. knows he's driving. Because I don't want Kurt driving. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, fuck. Because it would be haunted areas of Maribel. Because I'm not going to drive we'll very far. We'll end up in Iowa somewhere. Yeah, we'll end up somewhere. <laughs> but that is the plan. We're going to go check out the yeah. Paulding Lights. We're going to go to Mackinac Island. And we're going to check a couple places along the way. And I've heard, well, we did an episode. Michigan is actually kind of a hotspot for Bigfoot. Yes, too, but so. we're going to have... Uh, we're going to have a, a Strange States Michigan episode early mm-hmm. next season. But then I think before we do the Mackinac trip, we're going to have an episode about the places we're going to be stopping at. Okay. You know, and then we're yeah. going to do li- little live broadcasts. But this is just so we can figure out what the hell we're doing. Like with a lot, with because we've only recorded here or the school. Mm-hmm. We've never recorded mm-hmm. anywhere other than this. So like I said, I don't want us to go to the Stanley stay a weekend and then find out we didn't, that we didn't save any of our audio from our. <laughs> that doesn't sound like us. <laughs> oh yeah, that doesn't sound like, doesn't sound like us at all. <laughs> By the 10th season, we'll have stuff nailed down. Mm. Yeah, if you listen, if, you, if you're a coffee subscriber and you listen to the pre-show banter, it's usually Krista trying to figure out why something's not working. <laughs> <laughs> me checking my microphone about half a dozen times making sure that's on so but yeah that is the plan paulding lights mackinac island and stuff in between and around yeah you got to make sure you let everybody know where you're going to be so you can exactly have a meet what up. time we're going to be there what hotel room yeah, yeah. we're going to be staying so in everybody don't say that <laughs> we i mean we love you but do we have any other housekeeping um i would mention again if you haven't heard we have a book club yes we do we're two two episodes in Yes. I loved, 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 loved our episode about Joyland. Yeah. Like the See, feedback. See, and I the, think the Skype worked just fine. You were I all worried. Like I don't like it. I'm just very Skypist. I just don't I'm like it. Skypist. Yeah. I thought it was fine. Um, I thought it worked fine. But I thought that was a great episode. I loved yeah. all the feedback. Me too. I love that Lauren and Lauren Kelly and I were on the on a weird on a wavelength. weird wavelength yeah. where I said all the same stuff she yes. basically did, and I didn't know she said any of that. So yeah, it was just, and I love that book so much. But so I'm, yeah, our December book is the library. The Midnight, the Midnight library, library by Matt Haig. And then January bought it for me. Thank you, I Krista. did. That's his Christmas present. And then January's book is Stephen King's newest book. Well, I don't know if it's his newest book now. Fairy, Fairy tale. tale. It's very big. Start reading it now, people. Because it is very big. <laughs> it's a very big book. But it's it's good. It it's was a good. good book, yeah. I don't think I liked it as much as Krista did. Yeah, I loved it. But it was good. Corey, what do you think? 
I don't read books anymore. Okay. <laughs> it used to be a thing for me to do past time and enjoyed it, but... Now you just watch a lot of no. shows. And especially fiction. I'm not a big fan of fiction. It's always been nonfiction stuff. That's why I'm trying to read more fiction. I need to get into more fiction. Should we jump into the taste test? Do we have any other housekeeping? I don't think so. Probably, but I don't... Nothing that do I... Do we want to start with... Do we want to start... Oh, should we open that package yeah, first? And we got a, co- a coast card, a postcard. A coast card. We got a coast card. <laughs> Whatever that is. Um, coast card. My... So this is a postcard from Shana, Shana Shalou. Curtain... Sent back in August. Because <laughs> that's how we roll. Kurt and Krista, let me put my glasses on. That's not what the postcard says. <laughs> Kurt and Krista, you all need to visit Savannah on your cross-country road trip. Super haunted and beautiful cemeteries. Visited Bonaventure. Bonaventure. It's stunning. Stay strange. Someone also said we need to visit I'm, that clown I'm, hotel. I oh, think that's on Route 66, yeah. though. So someday I'm pretty we'll sure Adam and Sophie have been to Savannah, and I think their oh, wedding yeah, stuff sent, was down there, and I think, I, think they, right. I think Sophie loved it. I think you're Sophie right. Sophie said it was amazing. So cool. Thank you so much for the postcard, Shana. This is a really pretty... Right? Po- yeah, that's really That's cool. why it's been sitting in the backseat of my car for the last four months. Because it's so pretty? Yes. Okay. I think we're taking a road trip to Georgia in March. Really? Yeah, we talked about flying, but with the prices of tickets, I think we're going to drive. And you it's like also the just the reliability 13. of flights. Yeah, you send, don't want to end up with an eight-hour. Send Grayson and Asher into the haunted plantation oh, with like some recorders. Thirteen-hour drive, and I asked Nicole, "I'm like, where do you want to huh? stop?" With some quarters? digital recorders. Oh, yeah. gotcha. I thought you said quarters. No, send them with quarters. <laughs> like, uh, pay something I don't know about. <laughs> you use a payphone. <laughs> yeah, I asked her where where we were going to stop at like the seven or eight-hour mark, and she's like, "I think we're just going to go all the way through." I'm like 13 and a half hours of driving. It's These like, are taste uh, tests. So Ooh. this is from Anne. Okay. I don't think we wanted to say her last name, right? Ooh. No. Is there an actual... Look what I remember. Yay. Oh, it's just Ooh, a blank Van, postcard. It's a Van Gogh. Yeah, it's a Van Gogh. Oh, there's a couple. Ooh, Tacoma. Pretty. So we have a couple postcards. Thank you. Very cool. There's only one taste test in here. Okay. Oh, there's another postcard. It says, stay strange. Love, Anne. That's awesome. Tacoma. All right, are we going to do this taste test? We have three then because we want to have some of that candy from, we want to try that candy from Stephanie. Okay, yes. What are we saving for? Or do we want to save the, let's save the candy. I don't, the if there is a Christmas, let's save the candy if for. If we were going to do a Christmas episode, yeah, we should save the candy Let's save the, the good candy, candy along with the other so candy we're going to try. Now? Yeah, okay. and then we're going to try the one that Aaron gave us. Ooh, this looks kind of good. You're, almonds, you can eat almonds, right? Oh yeah, I love almonds. Almond roca. Ooh, Butterscotch. Oh, butter crunch with almonds. Do you want to look at the ingredients, though, just to make sure there's nothing in here you Corey. can't have? Yeah, we should always have a third see, person here. See, we don't here. have to throw stuff when Corey's, <laughs> Corey's here. here. <laughs> um. We're just, we just want to make sure Kurt's not going to die today. Nope, it's I should be good. Okay. This is going to be way better than the, the uh, taste test Aaron got for us. What taste test? The one sitting oh, back here. Oh, the one I don't know about yet? The one you that know. you're not, yeah. Okay, let me take a picture of this. Who's Aaron? Aaron. You had geocache with. Oh, Aaron. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you are spacey today. I am. It's, oh, is it, are you drinking ayahuasca? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> did you see the wheel? You said it right again. <laughs> he did say it right again. I was surprised how much feedback we got on the wheel. That people have seen it and stuff. Yeah, me too. Dang. Okay. Ugh. It wouldn't be an episode if I didn't grunt while opening something. Yes. Did you notice our little Christmas truck over there? Oh, no, I like it. Oh, this is fun. They're wrapped up in little foils. Corey can eat almonds. Are you allergic to anything, Corey? No. Okay. 
I actually... When we have our season opener, I'll, I'll have Christmas candy for Kurt, and I might send some Ooh, along for you. Thank you. It'll be frozen because I make it long before then, but oh. I'm just going to leave the foil on. It's, <laughs> it's like a little... Oh, it smells weird. It does. Not it doesn't smell what I expected. Oh, me either. Weird. I, st I just smell like the almonds, I guess. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. I'm going to take a little bite. Oh. 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 Oh, it's like a Heath bar. That's really good. Yeah, that's delicious. That's not what I was expecting, mm. but it's really mm -hmm. good. I'll take a picture of the center. Holy cow. Oh, that's really good. That is. It's not like overly sweet No, it's or anything. like a really good Heath bar. Mm-hmm. 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 Yum. Out of 10? Corey? I like a 7. 7? That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going with it. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going with a nine. I'm going with a nine. Wow. Mm. Feel bad now. Live your truth, Corey. I don't think Heath's would be like one of the first things I would grab if I was mm. Mm -mm. candy bar wise. Remember, talk louder. I am. He just got told. I got curded. That's really good. Mm. I got to take a picture of these. Um... Mm. Kurt's having a food gasm. Mm hmm. Okay, what are we doing next? Okay, next one's not going to be as good. Oh, uh -huh. great. This is the drink? This is from Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. <laughs> you can, Aaron's going to come on next season so you can thank him in person. We should save some for him. He's had it. Oh. Aaron's had it. I've had it. Corey's had it. Now you get to have it. Oh, yeah. great. <laughs> um, I'm going to use my kill and miss and hidden mug. It is a little late for this, oh. but you finally get to try. We've talked about it several times. It's a little late. You finally get to try the Jones Soda Turkey and Gravy oh. flavored. <laughs> you have talked about this. Yes, okay. Aaron, Aaron, Aaron found it at Meyer, and I said, buy, oh, that, really? buy that for us because Krista needs to try that. Oh, I'm scared. This is going to be so gross. I'm kind of imagining it just taking, tasting like carbonated chicken broth. It does. Broth. It, tastes like, it tastes like carbonated gravy. There's really no smell. Should we save his... Can you take a picture of it? Well, pass it over to Krista. She can take as much as she wants. Fill, it, took, fill your mug. He took the cover off, so... Fill your mug. Okay. It's deceptive. <laughs> it looks like beer. It does look like beer. Okay. So fill your mug. Well, I'm not... It doesn't smell like no, anything. No, it doesn't smell like anything. Okay. Ugh. So it hasn't been released for 10 years and they brought it back? Yeah, this they brought year. it back. Here you go. I want to drink wow, it out of the bottle. Oh, it's very nope. fizzy. You got oh, to have some. Yeah. We're in this together, Corey. I'm drinking right out of the bottle. Straight out the bottle. Yeah, why did I grab three mugs? That was kind of... Anyway. Uh, underneath the bottle cap, it says, you can do anything. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, thanks for the vote of confidence. This is from Aaron. Aaron, love you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you so much for this. Aaron's going to be on next season. He is flying through our seasons now. So, you ready? I'm ready. Jones Soda, Turkey and Gravy. Oh, that's not bad at all. Oh, there's a little, there's a little. Okay, I still have a little bit of the chocolate aftertaste in my mouth, so. There's a little hint of salt, but I don't, it doesn't taste like really turkey-ish. It tastes like really weak caramel. That's what yeah, I A get. little bit, yeah. The carbonation kind of hides the flavor. But I get, I get a real little aftertaste of gravy. 
When you and I tried this, it was way stronger. I, I was yeah. going to say, I don't know if I taste oh, gravy. That aftertaste is, it's the aftertaste that's getting to me. I wish I, I wish people could see our faces right yeah, now. Because <laughs> we're just we're looking at each other. We're all face. looking around at each other. Yeah, I mean, I don't even get the gravy. I just get like a real weak caramel, like just barely noticeable caramel. It's, get, like, it, it's like a soda that has maybe gone a little skunky. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but when you and I tried this, it was way turkier. Maybe they changed their formula. Yeah, they probably was, lightened it up for lightweights. I remember it being different. I can I see what you're saying with the smell. Yeah, but I I taste there's an aftertaste of gravy, like salty gravy. Okay, I kind of get yeah. that now that the sort of candy taste is out of my mouth. Weird. <laughs> I remember. But I mean, I would drink this. Well, you are right now. I know, but I would dr- I would willingly kidding. drink it. I would buy yeah. it and drink it at school to freak out the kids. Yeah. <laughs> People would look at it right away and just say no, but it's not It's not that really bad. What you no, think. it's not that bad. Huh. I'm a little disappointed. But I mean, we still got Okay, our... what are you giving it for a score? I'm giving it a 7. Wow. Cuz yeah. it's kind of good. Yeah, I mean, I, going oh, into it knowing what I thought it was going to taste like or remember it tasting like to it's what it is now. It's yeah, it's I'll give it an 8. Wow. Well, now you rated it higher than me. I actually kind of like it. I'm giving it a six. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I kind of like it. Hmm. Now, if our potential Christmas episode, potential taste test we got for that is as good, I'll be very surprised. But when we had it, we had it with a five pack, wasn't it? Wasn't well, yeah, it? It because was it had the pumpkin it pie. It had the Brussels sprout soda. It had the pumpkin pie. It had Brussels the... Brussels sprout soda. That was That is the worst liquid I've ever drank in my life, was the Brussels. It was hmm. pr- Brussels sprout and prosciutto or something. Yeah. Or buttered Brussels sprout. There are just some things you don't but need to make I said the word, soda. The, the other one that was really bad was the stuffing, the wild rice stuffing yeah. and herbs, wild rice and herbs stuffing. And I remember because somebody else online said the same thing I did, that it, it tasted like... Sage? No, it tasted like Excedrin <laughs> dissolved in dishwater. <laughs> <laughs> like that's exactly what it tastes like was Gross. Excedrin. Okay. And then we went, after that, we thought it'd be, or I thought it'd be fun to get a different five pack or six pack. Yeah, you got the one with the... We got the... Cream corn. It had cream sweet corn. corn. It had the peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, the peanut butter and jelly one was good. That sounds like that. Would but be the good. other Joan soda one, I, I feel have, like soda should be sweet. Ranch dressing. Savory. The ranch dressing one. Oh, was gross. Buffalo wing. The buffalo wing one wasn't bad. So oh. Is it all from the same? Is no, it all, this was oh, a different okay. company. And bacon were the were the same. Yeah, the Ooh. bacon one was bacon. gross because it was the fakey tasting bacon. Yeah, yeah. Faken? Yeah, it was fake. That's what I call it, bacon. This is good. I actually kind of like this. I'm going to take a quick video while we're talking. Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Wow, this is awkward. It is super awkward. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Jones sodas themselves, like the actual like Jones colas and really cherries, good. those are really good. I've always loved Jones soda. I loved what they started doing with the send your pictures and they'll put them on the labels, Yep. which I thought oh, was really cool. fun. Yeah. Except this one has a picture of a turkey on it. So is all of their soda... Like odd? No. Like there's there's themed. a green apple. They have fufu berry is like their most popular one. See, that's yeah. odd to me though. You Why? know what I mean? Where else do you buy green apple soda? I don't know. But they they have like strawberry sodas. They have yeah, like a blue raspberry. They have blue raspberry. They do have regular flavored sodas. But uh, that was their thing was that you could send them a photo and they would put it on a label hmm. and sell it in the stores, which was cool. That's fun. And you so, got that at Meyer? Yeah. Yep. Hmm. Meyer has these. But cool. I expected this to be grosser. I actually kind of like, like it. A, more of a gravy taste. Like, You got gravy we can add to this? <laughs> no. Okay. I don't just have gravy on hand. <laughs> okay, are we opening something from Stephanie? No, but we're going to save that oh, yeah, that's right. candy for the Christmas one. 
Oh, if there's a Christmas one. If there were. If there were going to be a Christmas one that we <laughs> we're, were. We're so that consistent we were with this. Uh, potentially theme. recording right after this. Okay. <laughs> um, is that it? Do we have anything else? I feel like we're forgetting something. <laughs> we got a list here. We do. That we never reference. Yeah. That <laughs> I got my computer sitting on top of. Here. Kurt's song choice. No questions. Take candid photos. I've, I'm on the candid photos, guys. You are. Questions we, or questions we do at the end. Uh, ba ba I think that's it. All right. Jump into today's ep- today's topic. Let's do it. Well, as you guys know, it is the season finale. Mm-hmm. I am burnt out on researching stuff. <laughs> so this is just looking back at our previous... Do you know how many episodes we have, Krista? Oh. This does not count. I think it's like this, 135. This does, this does not count the side sessions. We're not counting side nope. sessions. I would say like 135. 130. We have 130 oh, episodes of The Strain nice. Sessions, uh, including our including the side sessions. sessions. It's got to be... 45 we gotta be yeah we gotta be edging up near 150 because we just started those this year right right last year oh we did i think we started at the end of last year so yeah <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah we are going to be looking back at our previous 130 episodes so settle in we Strap got updates on, in. yeah we got updates on some of these some of these we don't some grab of these we, a, some of these don't we don't remember recording grab you your know, favorite turkey dinner grab soda your favorite turkey flavored soda and you'll be good I'm still drinking this so you ready Mm-hmm. Episode one, Blue Whale, May fourteenth, two thousand seventeen. That came out. Two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Before the world went all pear shaped on everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, what shape was it before that? It was perfectly round. Oh, flat. Okay. it was flat. No, it wasn't flat. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get to that episode pretty soon. <laughs> but no, Blue Whale was our first episode. I didn't. I've seen like when I do a search now on Blue Whale, there's like people that have killed themselves in like mm-hmm. Iraq and in Egypt that it's blamed on the blue whale. But I don't see like a lot of stories from the United no. States. I just saw a headline recently and I texted And I looked you. and I couldn't find it. Oh, really? really? Anything. No. Mm-hmm. There were there were some from this year, but it was like from Turkey where somebody right. killed themselves yeah. and it, it was linked to the blue whale stuff. But you just don't really hear about it anymore, which is good. I think it was one of those fads, social media yeah. things that came and went. Yeah. Thing, thankfully fairly quickly yeah but now it's tiktok trends and stuff like that so and it's tide just a matter pods, yeah like tide pod eating tide pods oh boy. uh it's just a matter you know like we had our thing at school where you would get tiktok clout if you vandalized the bathroom oh come on yeah really? and that turned into a thing so it's just morphing specific into, to your school or was it a no TikTok it was a, it was a tiktok oh, okay. thing nationwide so then they were monitoring the bathrooms but oh uh yeah it's just it's morphed into other things, but the blue whale is still out there because it is still showing up in news and other countries. Episode two of season one, Paranormal Investigations, where you and I talked about some of the myths and some of the, what it was actually like to be on an investigation. Not much Remember more to that? say about that one. We haven't really done any. Invest- I mean, the, no. the last kind of investigations we did the were school? at the school when mm-hmm. we were there. By Epis- the way, nothing weird has happened here since Good. last, <laughs> since last week. Good. Yeah. Episode three of season one was reality. That okay. That's, as you guys know, that's one of the things that I love talking about is the weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So a little update for this, and this freaks me out more than I think it should, but this is actually from November 30th of this year. Okay. So this just happened. Last week? This week? This yep. Past According week? to an article on Routers? Routers? Routers. Routers. Reuters. Reuters. Thank you, thank you, Corey. <laughs> uh, according to a November 30th article on Reuters, quote, 
Scientists build baby wormhole as sci-fi moves closer to fact. I saw that article too. Researchers announced on Wednesday that they forged two minuscule simulated black holes, those extraordinarily dense celestial objects with gravity so powerful that not even light can escape, in a quantum computer and transmitted a message between them through what amounted to a tunnel in space-time. It was a baby wormhole, according to Caltech physicist Maria Spirupuli. But scientists are a long way from being able to send people or other living beings through such a portal, she said. There's a difference between something being possible in principle and possible in reality, added physicist and study co-author Joseph Lichen of Fermilab, America's particle physics and accelerator laboratory. He says, quote, so don't hold your breath about sending your dog through the wormhole. Why would you send your dog through a wormhole? That's just mean. But you have to start somewhere. And I think, to me, it's just exciting that we're able to get our hands on this at all. The researchers observed the wormhole dynamics on a quantum computer at Google called the Sycamore Quantum Processor. A wormhole, a rupture in space-time, is considered a bridge between two remote regions in the universe. Scientists also refer to them as Einstein-Rosen bridges after the two physicists who described them, Albert Einstein and Nathan Rosen. Such wormholes are consistent with Einstein's theory of relativity, which focuses on gravity, one of the fundamental forces in the universe. The term wormhole was coined by physicist John Wheeler in the 1950s. Spiro Pulu said that the researchers found a quantum system that exhibits key properties of a gravitational wormhole, but was small enough to implement on existing quantum hardware. The researchers said, though, that no rupture of space-time was created in physical space in the experiment, though a traversable wormhole appeared to have emerged based on quantum information teleported using quantum codes on the quantum processor. And that quantumly (laughs) freaks me out that that it's going to happen at some point where they're going to create a wormhole. You know, and we think about the ramifications of that. Right, right. Like we all get sucked into it, and they're like, Whoops. exactly, exactly. But there that are some people. There are outcome. some people that think that's what happened, and that's why reality is wonky now, and that's why we have the Mandela effect, which we'll be talking about mm. later too. Yeah. So that's kind of that creeped me out when I read that. A little but bit. Yeah. yeah. So that's reality. It, you just feel like they shouldn't be messing with that no, stuff, right? Exactly. Like the Hadron Collider yep. always makes me just a tiny bit nervous. Season one, episode four, Elisa Lamb. Mm. And we updated that one, actually. We did have updates on that. After that Netflix special, I think, basically, it just kind of fell off. I was going to put it in here, but I didn't know how many updates to really put in here, so it didn't get super long. But there was somebody kind of ripping on the, was it the Netflix show about it, saying that it sensationalizes the paranormal or weird part of it when they said it was really just a girl having a mental episode. But I thought the Netflix one is what actually convinced me that there was nothing okay maybe it maybe it, it did but this yeah. person was just like upset that it's it's like making it sound to be something other than a, a mentally troubled girl it's funny because herself. someone had a meme that i look for someone who loves you the way that that manager loves the hotel oh she was <laughs> like so infatuated with the hotel it was so weird yeah, I mean, it's still way, an intriguing story. Yeah, with like the mannerisms and the video. If there wouldn't have been a video, I think it would have been simply a totally normal. I was going to say person. that too. If there yeah. wouldn't have been that video, the video in the elevator, it would have just it would have come and gone as a. I totally agree as a, a tragic accident or a suicide. Were yeah. you on that episode where no. we did like an update, or was that Devin? No, Corey was on that episode when we did okay. the Elisa Lamb update. Yes. I know we had that a was guest. way later. Yep. yep. Season one, episode five, Mothman. And we've touched on Mothman several times throughout the, the series. I think next season, we're probably going to have another episode about Mothman sightings in Wisconsin. Mm, nice. You know, that's when it would be nice to get... Uh, Do we? Yeah, Tobias. Tobias. Mm-hmm. To talk to Tobias. I hear you. 
Season one, episode six. I don't know what this is. Something called Missing Four One One. Yeah, that was a f- that was a flash in the pan. Yeah, right? so, so that's how that's actually how I think most of our listeners I find so us too. is the Missing Four One One stuff. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, and we like dove into the Missing Four One One stuff pretty thoroughly back in the day. Oh yeah, we did. You know, and we're still diving into it. We do. Yeah, at we least still one are. Or now two we're doing individual season. episodes. Yep. Uh, season one, episode seven, Shadow People. Mm, Shadow was that people. was that the one that Joe came in on? He was the reality episode, I thought. No, Joe was, I think, Shadow People. Was it? I think so because I don't remember. I, I, don't I think remember. it was because we went way off. We were jumping around from Illuminati to this to mm-hmm. that to Area Fifty One. Tendency all this when stuff. Joe's around. Yeah, so I think that was the one that he popped in at, and okay. that one went off the rails in a good way. Season one, episode eight. Area 51, Jamie was here with us for that episode. That was, Jamie was here, I think, for two episodes. That was the first episode Jamie was in was Area 51. And do you have updates for Area 51? No. No. I don't have anything for that one. Yeah, FYI, Corey and Kurt both showed up with notes for today's episode. (laughs) This got nothing. I did nothing. Uh, The update I have was from December 10th, 2021, where it said on Fox 8 Live, which is a news station, I'm guessing. Police said that a man drove a limo through fences at the McCarran International Airport in Las Vegas on Wednesday in order to steal a jet to fly to Area 51. Wow. The man told wow. police. The man told police that he wanted to go look at aliens. Dang. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. That's ambitious. But then something also happened where, uh, well, of course, September 20th. Corey's birthday, 2019 was supposed to be the Area 51 raid that was kind of oh, all over right. the news, and yes. that was supposed to happen. But nothing ever happened, right? No. Okay. Nothing ever happened. Uh, people did show up mm-hmm. and stuff, but it didn't turn bad. You chickened out, probably. Yeah, but uh, November of this year, November 22nd, 2022, article on Sky.com, and this was in the news. I remember seeing this. Officers entered the properties of a guy just named George new in Las Vegas and the town of Rachel, Nevada, which is close to the Area 51 defense facility, earlier this month as part of a joint investigation. Authorities confirmed but gave no further details. The blogger operates a site called Dreamland Resort, which focuses on Area 51, an Air Force base about 120 miles northwest of Las Vegas, where testing is conducted on classified military aircraft. Started by Mr. Arnoux in 1999, it included satellite images of the base, articles on test flights, black projects, and UFOs, drone videos of locations around Area 51, and details on the scanner frequencies. Confirming the raid, Lieutenant Colonel Byron McGarry, a spokesman for Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas, said in a statement, quote, This is an open and ongoing law enforcement investigation between the Las Vegas FBI and Air Force OSI, or Office of Special Investigations. In a news release posted on his website, Mr. Arnoux said, quote, I believe the search, executed with complete unnecessary force by overzealous government agents, was meant as a message to silence the Area 51 research community. He said that each of his homes had been raided on November 3rd by up to 20 agents in full riot gear. So they went in, they stormed. Guns a-blazing. They went in guns a-blazing, and what they all were looking for, we don't know. But, you know, it is a top secret military aircraft facility mm-hmm. so they're not going to really want you sending drones up and taking videos and I mean, any military installation i mean we even have a no-fly zone yeah. over the nuclear plants and we can't have drones or airplanes go over they have to avoid it so even something as i don't want to say simple as a nuclear plant but 
a military base, you're not going to be allowed anywhere near that's it. So I mean, to think you're just going to be yeah, able to walk up to it. That's where Dennis Miller said that. Dennis Miller said, do people think that when you go to Area 50, they invite you in for cheese and wine and walk <laughs> you around and show you where everything is? You know, so yeah, that's Area 51 is still a thing, but I still think if there was anything significantly alien-wise or whatever there that, that got moved long ago because everybody in their barber knows where Area 51 is now. So, so it's there's like, a found footage movie? Yeah. Have you seen no, that? No, It's I haven't. actually pretty good. I like, heard it was, but I have not seen out. it about Area 51. Yeah, yeah I it was not pretty good. <laughs> I think it's actually called Area 51. I could be wrong. Okay. Season 1, Episode 9, More Murray. <laughs> there it is. So There's the elephant in the room. Ironically, which is there's some the... people's favorite episode. <laughs> there are some updates on that one. Um, one is like the easiest one is there's a Reddit user. The Reddit user is Falk and some combinations of Falk, F-U-L-K. Um, he actually filed a lawsuit against the attorney general of the state of New Hampshire to get records to Maura Murray's case. Mm. Um, it's ongoing. I believe he had an update on Reddit, uh, not too long ago. Trying to see when about a day there was an update. And the first part of this trial was just uh, basically informational. The judge kind of wanted to know what he or she, I think it's a he, I think Folk is a he, uh, basically what he was trying to get. And he's trying to get any governmental records that include any information attained by the government, which would also be the police. Um, They had an argument of what the definition of information is which they came to the conclusion that it's data of any kind and in whatever physical form kept or maintained, including but not limited to written, visual, or other physical forms. Um, so are the, they thinking that there's still stuff being held back? Yes. Like uh, with the Delphi murders, that yeah. there was stuff because you don't want to release everything because well, right. that way you're going to know. That's strategic. Yeah. And I think Is because that, so of so the, much time has passed yeah, yeah, that that's what if they're ask, not willing to release that stuff, then at least let the public... Yeah, be able to use it and see if they can come up with, you know, one of the things he wants is photographs of her car. He actually wants to go to the impound lot yeah. and take photographs, tons of, photographs of, her photographs of her car online. Yeah, it's just you can see it sitting next to a fence yeah. and it's just yeah. starting to fall apart. Yeah. So he wanted to do that. Um, so it's still kind of ongoing. He still has another upcoming uh, couple hearings, but his TLDR of the whole thing for what he posted yesterday was the judge is going to decide whether I have the right to photograph Morris' car and the Attorney General has 30 days to decide whether to give us some or all of the 27 documents I requested. And then the judge will decide whether we should get any of the documentation that the Attorney General doesn't give us. So, so this isn't someone who's like related to the family? or They're no. just someone like us who wants to know yep. the outcome. Took it upon like himself the, to file the, the lawsuit. and Like the, the subreddits for that have turned into just like a... It's so toxic. It's very mm-hmm. toxic, you know. And then it's this person's accusing this person of just wanting... Of not really caring about Maura Murray and wanting just to get famous, and then this other so, person's talking about this person lying. Speaking on the toxic uh, <laughs> issues going on with Maura Murray's, Julie Murray, her sister, uh, has been trying to stop any kind of public events going on where people talk about this. They actually stopped a live podcast, kind of like you guys would do if you wanted to. Um, Seriously? Yeah, they stopped it on uh, August 18th. Um, I can't remember the name of the podcast, but it was a very popular podcast. It was in Minneapolis. It wasn't Missing Maura Murray, was it? No. No. They had the two guys from Missing oh, Maura really? Murray were supposed to go, and they basically got a letter saying that, you know, 
the family and, and Julie Murray would rather not sensationalize her death. And they basically stopped the podcast from having that section of the event. And they told the two guys from Missing Maura Murray not to show up. Wow. And uh, they also stopped James Renner from ever going to any more crime con events. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, that Julie Murray, Maura's sister, got James Renner banned from any crime con events. Dang. Because he, if I can remember this correctly. Well, he's very like Does polarizing. Does he accuse her dad? He or? was the yes, one that yeah, originally started all this. He very much accuses this. her yeah. dad. And he's changed his like ideas over time, which is good mm-hmm. because if new, new information pops up, you should be able to have the ability to change your mind on who you think or what you think happened. Um, he went, I think he has a young child, and he went to go to this crime con event, and there was a note basically threatening him laying next to the crib or the stroller or whatever. So he went to Julie Murray, who was also at the event, and said something along the lines of, you know, call your dogs off. You shouldn't be uh, involving my family in this. So I guess he was pretty heated. They kind of got into an argument. She was able to get him kicked out. I didn't know any of this. Kicked Mm -hmm. out. And then the following week, CrimeCon, I guess, may have sub-events where it goes from state to state or city to city. So at the next event, he was told he couldn't even go to. So basically, that's what it is. You pick sides on what you think happened or who you align yourself with. But I get it, because at this point, it's almost not even about her anymore. It's, it's about, about making, themselves, it's about making right. themselves right, that somebody yes. wants to prove themselves as right, that my theory is right and yours is wrong. And yeah. also, it's just a popular topic. I so. think that came up in that, I don't. I wish I had that quote down, but the guy that said that about Elisa Lamb, and I think he, mm-hmm. he, re, he compared that to the Maura Murray thing. He said, it's a girl that got pulled over and ran out of her car and... and it's more the lore built up around totally. the mystery of it than it is actually caring about People what happened People love a good mystery, yep. You know? I guess uh, in a related thing on that, one of the things we always wanted to do was the Brandon Lawson case. Yeah. The, I don't know if you, it was a, he called 911. He had a really deep Southern Texas accent. We never did the story about yeah, him. Yeah, we never did it. But, but we case, had listeners suggest that. Yeah. The, the name is familiar. Go on. He... Got a, I don't know if he got into a fight with a girlfriend and he took off and he ran out of gas and he called 911 and it was like this really kind of rambling, hard to understand 911 call saying that he had some guys following him and there was something with state troopers and basically he said that he went into the woods to avoid either getting into an argument or he just went into the woods and then nobody ever heard from him again. Mm. So kind of similar to Maura Murray. Um, he went missing in 2013, and on January 15th of 2022, one mile from the truck that ran out of gas, they found, well, I'll just read it, uh, Facebook family and friends, it's with a heavy heart bringing you this news update about our son, Brandon Lawson. On Saturday, January 15th, a search team went to the Bronte, Texas area, led by Jason Watts to search another piece of property, which... Jason Jason had gotten permission to enter upon to look for clues or items of Brandon's. After countless sweeps of the property, they had one more part where they were advised no one ever went into the back of the property. They went, searched it anyway. There they discovered the discovery was made of two Nike Air Max tennis shoes, 
one 50 to 75 feet ahead of the other, embedded in the dirt. They were found. And then another article was found of clothing that it, it was an MMA-style camouflage sh shorts. So yes, with a heavy heart, they have to tell everyone that it's been confirmed that these are Brandon's. So then a month later or so, the remains were confirmed mm. to be his. So he was only a mile away from yeah, the truck. Yeah, that, that's why people were comparing this to Maura Murray, saying yeah. that she... You know, so probably almost, almost ten years later. Yeah, yep. she probably. You know, a lot of people said she probably ran into the woods, wedged mm -hmm. herself between a rock and something else, and just passed away. And mm -hmm. I, yeah. I totally Exposure. think that's what happened now. But I just wish someone would find her. A for closure for the family, and B to shut down the community of, because you know, like with the Delphi murders. Even if they found her remains, it would not stop people. No, from but like the, the Delphi murder subreddit, I used to follow a lot, and now since they arrested this guy. Now, like a lot of people on the subreddit are like saying that this shows how toxic and crappy mm -hmm. a subreddit full of amateur detectives can Armchair be. But on detectives. the other hand, you have, you know, there are look at look at the the Kristen Smart case where the the podcaster is basically the one that got that Flores convicted from the podcast from all the stuff that came out on the podcast, the interviews with people who had run-ins with them. So it's it's a uh, you know. One hand, it's bad, you know, and I I hate saying it, but how are what we do on here any different? I mean, we it's hypocritical of us to call out people making the Moore Murray thing a big mystery. When yeah, but we, we do one we, episode on. Something. I know, but we're also fascinated by the mystery, we're so we're not exactly any better because we are into the mystery. I feel like of it. we approach things though from a very sensitive way and respectful manner. Yeah, there's there's a way about making it newsworthy versus entertainment worthy Before, newsworthy exactly. rather than sensationalist yeah. mm -hmm. i guess i think yeah. we do the former not the latter yeah but ever since that came out about them finding his remains so close to i, I think mora's too hmm. you know but i still have this weird fantasy where she's alive and she comes on our podcast to reveal it to yeah. everybody but we'll see <laughs> yeah that brandon lawson one was one that i always wanted to do as a mini mystery and i was like i just kept pushing it off i know i did too no, because not a people suggested anymore. it for us you know oh. But for us, we'd have to play that 911 call, and it's yeah. not really something we normally do. No, like. but that's also where a lot of the fascination comes from, is that there's a phone call, yeah. like an audio call involved. We had it. a whole episode about that. Yes, we did. So season one, episode 10, personal paranormal experiences. Oh, that's, that's why my one. students to this day, when I wear my blue and black flannel shirt to school, everybody's like, oh, Mr. K's got his death shirt on <laughs> because of the guy I saw crawl out of my bathroom yeah. that was wearing that. Uh, a lot of people love that episode. A lot of people said they refused to go to the bathroom at night anymore since that episode. Dang. Because that was a... That was a heavy, scary so, episode. Good thing I wasn't on that one because I wouldn't have volunteered anything because I've never had any. No, you would have just shot everything down. I would have. You would have explained everything. Season one, episode 11, The Grinning Man. I kind of don't remember that. I remember a majority of the stories about The Grinning Man are creepypasta, yes. are fake Reddit stuff. But we did one about that anyway, and I don't remember if the time we knew it was fake. But I think so. Yeah. I wonder if that movie Smile... Is like inspired by it could be because that you get definite grinning man vibes yeah. of like the that looks creepy. Yeah, it, it does. does look creepy. Um, what movie did I watch that I told you to watch? Can you narrow that down? <laughs> oh, it was a uh, barbarian. Oh, oh yeah, 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 we watched that. Did you? Yeah. That was way better. Yeah, and I everybody it. when I read reviews of it, I don't everybody have, is every, it HBO Max or something? Yes, I HBO don't have Max. that. 
Yeah, it, HBO Max. Yeah. That's where I watched it. But everybody said you need to go into that not having any idea what it was about because all of a sudden it turns That's into... That's the one that I said it gives me Strangers vibes. Yeah. The movie The Strangers. But it, it goes from, you know, it just like kind of flips on a dime into like a whole different... Because at first with the, the Airbnb thing, you think it's going to be one kind of movie, then all of a sudden it's like, what? Yeah. So all of a sudden it like switches. But that yeah. was a good movie. Yeah, based on the title, you have no idea. You're thinking it's some kind of like warrior movie. Yeah, but because I don't, I don't get why it was called Barbarian. I don't even understand that, why it was called Barbarian. But, you know, but I loved... I don't know. I don't want to spoil anything. But if you if you want a good horror action slash whatever kind of movie, it's on HBO Max. It's Barbarians. Go into it knowing nothing about it. And I have a huge, huge crush on the what? girl that played the main character. Kurt has uh, a crush on a girl. I don't. I've movie. never heard of her before. I've never. That black phone was good too. If you that's what that. uh, Emma, one of my students, went as something from Black Phone for Halloween. That's why I was looking at thrift stores for black, old black rotary oh, okay, phones. Yeah. So episode or season one, episode twelve was empaths. Mm. And oh, I remember one of my that students listened to that. And they told me they said you're definitely an empath. Mm. You know, so even they know that, that that was a good episode. That was a. We got a lot of feedback from people on that episode too. Just like, oh, wow, I I can totally identify with that or whatever. Yep. Season one, episode 13 was the Mandela effect, Mm -hmm. our first Mandela effect episode. And Mm -hmm. now it's, you know, I'm on the subreddit, but it's just so like if somebody forgets where they put their car keys, it's a Mandela effect. (laughs) You know, it's just getting ridiculous. And, Mm -hmm. and people now. If if originally, if you thought something was wrong, other pe- people could be like, no. But now people are getting really standoffish and saying, no, I'm right. It was this way. And it's just that whole community is getting kind of toxic. But I still believe the Mandela effect. Nothing is going to be weirder than the Fruit of the Loom thing still mm-hmm. to this day. That to there was not jiffy. that there was not a cornucopia in the Fruit of the Loom logo because I am positive there was. And the James Bond one where, where Jaws had braces and the girl that he liked smiled and had braces and that one just freaks me out too and the berenstein bears we could just go on let's <laughs> just keep going and, and and mandela effect i mean if the, I'll, I'll i keep looking so if there's enough i will have another episode next so did season. you watch that movie i think there's a netflix no or some i did movie. not maybe it's I did prime not. i didn't either i heard it was not good though what annoys me is i hear about a good movie this happened with escape room i hear about a good horror movie I go to watch it on Tubi and I'm like, this sucks. And then it turns out that's a knockoff of, oh. a good, you know, so yeah. You're watching uh, the generic version. Watching the, gen- the great value brand <laughs> yeah. escape room movie. Season one, episode 14, the year in strange. That was. We must have been getting to the end of the season. Yep. What was okay. the year in strange, the birth of strange, for us? The birth of. The year in strange was the birth of something that we do. Taste test? Yes. Ooh. Because after every ever after every story, we did one of the Harry Potter jelly beans. Oh yes. so that, that is where those were disgusting. That is where the taste test was born in okay. season one, episode fourteen. Nice. And season one, episode fifteen, final episode of season one. Listener stories. Oh, yep. that was our, we did it. In we first did in season, season one. We, we had li- enough listeners to have. Pr- a listener I probably made them all up. Episode. I yeah. probably it's <laughs> probably all like up. Mark and Rhonda. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been. I thought that too. I'm like, did we have listeners by that time? But we kind of did. I guess. But it was people we knew. I think mostly. You know, because I feel like people that we didn't know started trickling in maybe towards middle of season two. You know, so that brings us to season two. Season two premiered January 29th, 2018. 
Missing 411 Revisited. Missing 411 Revisited because people love the Missing 411 like, stuff. Hey, this is pretty catchy. Yeah. Give them, give them what and they also, want. we just really enjoy Missing 411. Yeah, we do. So that was Missing 411 Revisited. That was the premiere of season two. Corey, what was the second episode in season two? Well, it's not even a conspiracy anymore. It's true. The Earth is flat. Yeah, the Flat Earth episode. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Proven right Duh. since then. <laughs> you go to the one end, and then you just warp over to the other end like Pac-Man going oh, through the tunnel. Oh, you don't just fall off? You just no. fall off and fall forever. We got some hate mail forever for that, too. We did get some hate mail for the... Yeah. I think there were some nasty and I, comments on YouTube. I still say YouTube. to this day, that's the one that we really poo-pooed hard on. We did. But it yeah, we usually it. don't poo-poo too hard. No, nope, but I thought about it the other morning when I when I saw something or something out on the lake, like one of the barges or whatever, and I could see as it got closer that you could see more of it because the earth is curved, so mm. it's coming around the curve. Mm-hmm. So is up with the flat earth. Is yes, it, it is. <laughs> or that could just be an illusion. That could be a holographic projection. I don't know. But yeah, flat earth simulation. is... Simulation. Simulation. Flat earth is one we just poo-pooed on. Season two, episode three, Skinwalker Ranch. And Ooh. I loved season two of Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. I know Krista said you didn't I care. I couldn't get through season one because of that security guy, Dragon or whatever. <laughs> yeah, All but of like that they totally so scripted. They totally to toned down on that in the second season. So that's season. why I want to watch season two, but I feel like I have to finish season one. You know, because season one, season he's like, two. I cannot let you do that. Right. I will stop you with any. Fo- and in the second season, he they ask he's like, him. Go he's, ahead. Like, he's like, yeah, whatever you want, do whatever yeah, you want. Like, so they it, toned down on that because I think they did get complaints about that. Season one, too, it was with like we can't do any drilling or digging, mm-hmm. and like something's gonna come out of the earth, and it's just like, come on, just dig your holes or do your drills, whatever you want to do. And it's like every time we do that, something bad happens. And it's like. You lost a monitor on your, t- you know, a monitor got unplugged or something. <laughs> oh, no. like, yeah. A yeah. monitor yeah. got unplugged. Season yeah, two was really season good. Season two though. was really good. Season two, there was some, like, you know, they caught some stuff on camera that was like, dang, yeah. like, what was it? That was, yeah. So season then, two, if you, if you watch season one and we're like, nah, season two is actually, and there's a season three, which I didn't know about. That's not on one of my channels that I have. So I'm trying desperately to watch season three. You know, yeah. because I love the fact that season two, they did drill down and then they ended up going up in the air, high in the air to see, to find stuff happening. So it was yeah, really good. I think it rockets up there. Yeah, shoot try. rockets up. I think yeah. it was really well done. I think season two, and I still Do you love, feel like I have to finish season one to watch no, season no, two? No, no, no. Just okay. jump into season two. Okay. Uh, but it's season two is very good. 100%. I think it's on Discovery Plus. Okay. But watch it because it is really good. And I'm now I'm fascinated again with Skinwalker Ranch. Hmm. But I think one of the theories that they kind of ended the season with was that something crashed into the ground there. Yeah. And that's what's causing all this stuff to happen. Mm. Okay. You know, whether it was a UFO, whether it was an asteroid, whatever it was. But there is like if if what half of what they show on there is true, you know, with the where they show the compass spinning around and they showed like the radiation all of a sudden and then the person getting, when they opened that well, the person got the burns, the burns, the radioactive yeah. burns. So there's something going on there. But Skinwalker Ranch to me is still fascinating and we could even maybe do another episode about that at some point. The first episode Corey joined us for was season two, episode four. And he'll hopefully be a guest this season. He'll hopefully be a season. guest. He'll be on the show. John, John Teeter, Teeter, our man oh, JT. Nice. Uh, JT. That people still... Kind Not of, Justin Timberlake. No, we'll have JT here too. <laughs> uh, but people still, people are still making excuses why his stuff didn't come true. I did a Google News search for him, and he still has every week. There's somebody talking about, like whether it's a podcast or well, a, a website or whatever. Where, where I see it now is that there's all these yahoos on TikTok that are time travelers from 2047, like the guy that 
had pictures, actual pictures of how we lost the soccer match against Iraq that was going to be held like two days later. And Iran. Iran. And then we ended up not losing to them. Yeah, we- you know, so it's just like people are just like saying they're a time traveler now with giving specific details in the hopes that that comes true. And then all of a sudden, but every one of those references, John Teeter. I just said, feel like you know, a time traveler wouldn't be on TikTok telling us everything. No. You know, TikTok. the John Teeter story is really good about going back and getting that computer, going back in time to get that computer that had something to prevent the, was it Unix? Yeah. The so. Unix thing happening in the future. And then people were like, yeah, there actually was an undocumented feature on there that most people didn't know about. And the fact that he did added credibility credibility to, to his story. So that was a really masterfully done story. But in the end, I think it was just a story. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think I think the time travel thing is just if there was if there were time travelers, we would know. But now I don't know if it's because I looked this stuff up. My Google News every day has pictures of somebody, uh, an iPhone, somebody holding up an <laughs> iPhone, and when it's 1800s obviously, or whatever, and then somebody yeah. else posts like this Kodak camera that came out right around that time that looks exactly like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, it's a camera, you know. So now it's getting kind of ridiculous. Not that John Teeter story wasn't, but it, it at yeah. least had a good base to build the story off of season two episode five was our first my favorite mini mystery and we didn't have what it was about so i actually had to go listen to the episode to find out what it was about (laughs) it was the malaysian flight you did yeah yeah you did the malaysian flight and i did polybius the arcade game remember that the arcade game that would like erase your all of a sudden you'd have missing time and stuff Mm -hmm. because it was the government testing an arcade game Hmm. yeah i kind of forgot we did polybius I was fascinated by Polybius. I yeah. really was. That was our first, my favorite mini mystery. Uh, season two, episode six, poo poo. Yeah, it is kind of poo poo. The Dybbuk box. Oh. So from a that you can now buy on the internet, like from a regularly. July eighth, twenty twenty one article on Inverse dot com called "Quote: Finally, the truth behind the haunted Dybbuk box can be revealed." Finally. The Dybbuk box on display at the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas, and that's, whose museum is that? Zach Baggins. Yep. No relation to Bilbo. Yep. Back in 2001, Kevin Manis was out visiting yard sales, looking for supplies for his furniture restoration business, a hole-in-the-wall shop located at the base of the Burnside Bridge in Portland, Oregon, when he came across an old wine cabinet from the granddaughter of a recently deceased Holocaust survivor named Havela, who escaped Nazi-occupied Poland. Her parents, brothers, sister, husband, two sons, and daughter were all killed. She, with other survivors, fled to Spain and lived there till the end of the war. When she immigrated to the U.S. when she was 103, the wine cabinet was only one of three items she brought with her. As Manis paid for the cabinet, the granddaughter said, I see you bought the Dybbuk box. Manis wasn't familiar with the term. The granddaughter told him her grandmother always kept it shut and out of reach because there was a Dybbuk which is in Jewish folklore, an evil restless spirit that possesses the living trapped inside of it. The seller told Manus it was never to be open, and if it was, bad things would happen. He did not heed her warning. And that's when we kind of went into the whole story about how this person gave it to this person, this person gave it to this person, and a number of other mysterious events befell him after he opened it up. His sister got creeped out by it, blah, blah, blah. He listed it on eBay in 2003, calling it a Dybbuk box and saying that he was cursed from this thing. Strange things happened to him and his family. He wanted to get rid of it. And towards the end of the description, he wrote, help me. 
Since then, the Dybbuk box has captured the popular imagination, becoming the stuff of internet legend and commerce. You can buy Dybbuk boxes mm-hmm. of all shapes and sizes on Etsy, eBay, and a website even specifically dedicated to them, the Dybbuk box store. You can watch people open Dybbuk boxes on YouTube. Yes. Asher doesn't do any Dybbuk box opening on YouTube, mm-hmm. does he? No. Okay. <laughs> They're uh, so cheesy, too. You know, Have you it's, watched it's, any of those videos? Yeah, it's it's said that somebody opened it up and opened up and it was randomly getting choked. Had dreams of a creepy old woman coming to him. Blah blah blah. All that stuff that we talked about in the episode. Uh, in 2012, a movie came out based on the Dybbuk box by Sam Raimi. Uh, the Entertainment Weekly article it said that really weird things happened during production of the movie about the Dybbuk box and all that. And then the article says, over the past five years, Dybbuk fever has hit an all-time high thanks to one man, famed ghost hunter Zach Baggins, the host of Travel Channel's Ghost Adventures show and its slew of spinoffs. In 2016, Haxton sold the box to Baggins for a sum that they would not reveal. That year, Baggins featured both Manus and Haxton, who have owned the thing, on Ghost Adventures. Deadly Possessions. I didn't, I've never seen that episode. I've never seen that. I kind of soured on Ghost Adventures. Yeah. I will say there's a, it's called Demon House. I think it's on Discovery Plus. That was actually pretty good. Was it? There's the Demon House. I can't remember where, where this house is, but he it's like a couple, I think yeah. a couple part series that he films there and it's actually yeah. pretty creepy. On Ghost Adventures Quarantine, Zach Bagans opened it up and supposedly heard it say Kevin and then evil and then a child's laughter. Like Kevin, like from Home Alone. <laughs> no. Kevin! The show, the show, that would be cool. <laughs> That's so funny. The show captured on camera what Bagans and his clue claimed was a figure manifesting inside the box. And Post Malone, who annoys me, uh, opened it, touching. Zach was op- opened it, and Post Malone was touching him when he opened it. And then Post Malone had all sorts of bad luck or whatever. Uh, so over, of, of course, over the years, there have been plenty of skeptics. Various reports, including this 2004 Los Angeles Times story and this 2012 Riverfront Times piece, have cast doubts on the legend of the Dybbuk box. In a 2019 column, Skeptical Inquirer magazine writer Kenny Biddle dismissed the haunted wine cabinet and posted a Facebook screenshot from 2015 that kind of makes you think that it's all a hoax. So the author of this article says that he called Manus, and he says, when I get Manus online a few days later, he quickly tells me there's no such thing as a Dybbuk box in Jewish folklore and explains to me the origin and meaning of the Hebrew word Dybbuk, which is essentially a spirit that cleaves onto the soul of another living being. It's kind of an oxymoron, he said. Dybbuks don't live in boxes, so a Dybbuk box, by definition, doesn't make any sense. This confuses me. Is there or is there not a Dybbuk box? So the whole thing was made up, I ask him? The whole backstory of it coming from a Holocaust survivor? No, no, I'm not saying that, he says. He explains that the Dybbuk box term came from a Holocaust survivor who somehow imbued the wine cabinet with supernatural powers. As he tells me this, he quickly starts stumbling over his words and then quickly changes the subject. I let Manus go and we agree to talk again. Just over an hour later, he sends me a Facebook message me saying how great it was to talk to him and any assistance he needs with the story he will give him. He says he encourages me to ask him difficult questions, to back him into a corner, and he's not afraid if I call BS on him. So he Just says... don't do it in person. No, so <laughs> but then he does. He says, uh, the next time I talk to Manus, I take him up on his, on his advice. I call him on his BS. That's when he finally tells me that everything he wrote in his 2003 eBay listing is a work of fiction. 
I'm a creative writer, he says. The Dybbuk Box is a story that I created. And the Dybbuk Box story has done exactly what I intended it to do when I posted it 20 years ago, Hmm. which is what I ask him, which is to become an interactive horror story in real time, he says. So then Manis says he did buy the wine cabinet at a yard sale, but it was from an attorney. It wasn't actually from Hmm. uh, somebody from you know the daughter of a holocaust survivor the carving in the back of it is my carving he says the stone that was in the box is something that is a signature creation of mine also make no mistake i conceived of the dybbuk box the name the term the idea and i wrote this creative story around it to post it on ebay i then verified this with two of his friends kurt morris and matthew shaggy christensen who worked with manis at a bar at the time that he was putting together his story the hair in the Dybbuk box, that's my hair, Christensen confesses. So, I mean, it's all, like, the whole backstory about what was all in the Dybbuk box hmm. was fake. I've Not, never heard this. Yeah, I, I didn't either until I read this article. Not everything about Manus' story was fake, however. He says, I did give the box to my mom on Halloween. She did have a stroke. And then I asked him, but what about the interview she did on Paranormal Witness? And he said, well, that was an outstanding bit of motherly support and an Oscar-winning performance. Hmm. So then... You mean we can't believe everything we see on Paranormal Witness? No. So then <laughs> the the writer of this article calls Zach Bagans to tell him about this. Oh, boy. And apparently... I wonder how much he paid for that divot box. The, the author of the article says that he was privy to some of the messages, but there were a whole lot of messages, nasty messages going back and forth between Manus and Zach Bagans. So Manus messages me via Facebook to say he just gotten a call from Zach Bagans. Not good, he says. Not happy. And he won't believe the stuff happening around me. Seriously, now it's like I am getting bombarded with a curse. He then lists the events that had happened in last week, including his car breaking down, his girlfriend leaving him, his mom dying, and two of his friends passing away. So later, the author of the article hears from Bagans via email, and Zach says, quote, Since owning the Dybbuk box, there have been countless documented experiences people have had with it. Not just for myself, but my museum staff, my fellow crew members, visitors, and Post Malone. Do you think it's like a talpa? He also... It's possible. I mean, that's where he's kind of going with this. He also claims that multiple guests have been severely affected in the Dybbuk's, in the Dybbuk room in his museum, some of them having to be escorted out on a stretcher by EMT personnel. I don't believe this to be the full truth, he writes in response to what Manus told me about making the story up. He cites some of the things that have befallen Manus in the past week, which Manus also shared with Zach. Zach says, I think there is much more to the Dybbuk box, regardless of its origins, and it is very much cursed and evil. I'm not surprised that more controversy and conflict keep arising from it. The Dybbuk box has always raised questions and intrigue, and this just adds to its narrative. For those who've always doubted Manus's story, this article is their confirmation that it was faked. For those who believe in the Dybbuk box, Manus's admission won't have much effect on them at all. The Dybbuk box has been the focus of books, a major motion picture, and TV shows, Zach writes in the conclusion of his email. There is much more to this powerful cursed item. Its story is still being told. So also something to keep in mind, it, I've heard it is not cheap to go through his museum. No, I heard that too. And I so think people, we have some listeners that actually went to his museum. Maybe. And people who are willing to pay money to go see that stuff... They are believers and yeah, they're going 100%. in wanting so an experience. Yeah, yeah, so you're... They're hyping themselves up, probably freaking themselves. I'm not saying Zach doesn't have haunted stuff in his museum. I'm sure he does. But just the fact that people... Yes, your mic is on, sir. <laughs> okay. Just the fact that people have experiences with the Dybbuk box, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you tell somebody someplace is haunted, they're going to hear stuff there, right. whether they think they But also not. maybe it's a tulpa. And like how many years now have people spent building up that this thing is haunted? Maybe now it is haunted. But I guess Zach was doing some PR work there at the end when he found out <laughs> that the guy that sold him the Dybbuk box lied about it. Yeah. 
So well, I just thought that was again, interesting because I never, good money to see I never knew thing. that. I was looking up updates for some of these stories, and I saw that. And I'm like, I wonder if there's any updates for the Dybbuk box. Well, the guy, too, that came up with it, you know, he put but, some time and effort into yeah, it. But that's basically what people say John Teeter was, that that's what they admitted yeah, John Teeter sure. was, was an online, was a new version of horror story or an online story. You know, so he obviously did put work into it. But when you have the, his friend saying, yeah, that's my hair in there. So it's obviously that wasn't anything, you know. So there you go. Season two, episode seven was about Harp. I didn't oh, really sure. look up any updates about okay. Harp. I didn't either. The one that people say controls the weather. Because um, they warm it up a little. It's pretty cold here today. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty cold. And windy. windy. <laughs> Season two, episode eight was the Lake Michigan Triangle. Rhonda oh, was on for that episode. Was. and we. I distinctly remember a review we got for that one where Rhonda and I were two giggly girls and you were like a total frat boy. Oh, that's where I was the frat guy. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I forgot it was that episode. Sorry, Rhonda and I You're laugh a lot. You're the epitome of a frat boy. I am. Yes, I'm totally, if you know me, you know me, I'm wild and crazy and off the chain um <laughs> this actually gets worse as it gets warmer as it sits and the carbonation oh, the bottom of the, when i drank the bottom of the thing it was like really salty and not like a good sea but salt i'm thirsty so thing. i keep reaching for it and then i make <laughs> yep. this face like i don't want to drink that uh season two episode nine detlov pass dietlov pass dietlov pass yeah because didn't somebody say i was always saying it wrong well no, no we always said Gates, i was saying it wrong uh, uh, Josh Gates did a whole episode on yep. it and he kept pronouncing it that when I was like, yep. wow, we're saying it wrong. Do you have anything, Corey? I do. Just that there were some more expeditions yep. that were pretty scientific yep. and they came up with some pretty good tests that do you basically have... confirm it was an avalanche. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a 2021 study, someone named Puzzerin and Gaumi argued that a slab avalanche could provide an answer to the mystery and people didn't think it was possible for there to be an avalanche there yeah but they they recorded an avalanche happening there so like a slab avalanche uh they're peculiar i'm having peculiar peculiar (laughs) you're having a current issue there uh because the top layer of snow is bonded together in a slab which sits on top of a weaker layer so you have like your ground then you may have like a layer of ice slash frost. Mm. Yep. Then you have a, a soft layer of like powdery snow. Mm-hmm. Then on top of that is when you would have your like really deep, uh, heavy, heavy snow. Yeah, it's like a bad. I mean, yeah. not that any avalanches. That powdery snow yeah, makes not it that any avalanches are great, but right. this is like the worst case scenario yeah. of yep. an avalanche. And it's best if they stretch across a sufficiently large area on a slope with an angle greater of thirty degrees in order to form. Mm-hmm. And one of the things in the diagram that they showed was when they put the tent up, they cut out a section. They went like a straight 90-degree section and then a 90-degree section the other way to make like a cutout, like a V. Yeah. And by doing that, it would have easily made that slab come across or come out more. That's what I have here in this article. It says the researchers believe that the pitching of the tent might have set off a fatal chain of events that eventually led to a slab falling on the sleeping hikers, causing severe trauma in some of them and prompting the rest to run into the night without proper gear where they ultimately succumb to the cold. Mm -hmm. Yep. Which I could get, Mm -hmm. you know. And they said that, and they said that it would like even out quick so you wouldn't really see that there was an avalanche, so I don't know. I kind of buy... there still some weird things about it, like someone was missing a tongue? Yeah, but, yeah, they, but that could have like been animal. predators. That yeah. could have been animals. Uh, someone could have bit their tongue. That too? Like the... I don't know. I just think of the trauma yeah. of... Like yep. physical trauma. 
Yeah, the, there, there, could... there's the picture of the supposed Bigfoot that was really just one of the, the yeah. campers. So there's a lot of... <laughs> but I kind of buy I this. I think people tried to find weird stuff in the yeah. photos. Yeah. I don't know if you ever saw the video. I see it on... I don't know if it's Instagram once in a while. It's of a guy up in a mountain taking video and then he sees an avalanche happen and you can see the avalanche come down Yeah, and it's so far away. You're like this, the recorder or the, the guy doing the video must be like, there's no way it's ever going to get to me. And then you see it get closer yeah. and oh, closer and yeah. closer. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, maybe he's high enough up. It's not. And then all of a sudden you see like right at the base of his feet yep. and you can hear him make noise like, oh shit. Yeah. And all of a sudden it just comes did, at him. Did and he, he survive he, it? Yeah. Oh he my gosh. dives down behind like a rock and you can just see the last couple seconds where snow and ice and stuff are just going on top of him and over him. But it's like the same thing. Like if you were in that tent and that avalanche lets loose, you're you're done. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, especially if it's dark out. Yeah, you can't. You don't. See yeah, you don't know what it is. You just coming. hear this rumbling coming at you. Yeah, mm. and then they so, go out and they get, you know, I, I, disoriented. I and yep. yeah, they say the researchers say it's no wonder that the Detlov rescue team could not find any signs of an avalanche three weeks after the incident. This also explains why no avalanches have been observed there before. In such severe weather conditions, the pass cannot be easily accessed by hikers, while traces of smaller slab avalanches generally disappear within a few hours. So I totally buy that. Yeah, I do too. Season 2, episode 10, was our EVP episode. People love the EVP episode. I love the EVP episode. that was our first EVP episode. It's like reliving an investigation. Yep. Season 2, episode 11, was Men in Black. I don't remember much about Mm. that one. Hmm. Season no. two, episode twelve, was a big one for me. That was uh, my favorite mini mystery. That was Paulding Lights and the Solway Firth Spaceman. Mm. That's the one. Where that's there's a that, cool one. That's the one. That to me was the first episode that I listened to when I was editing, and I was like, "Dang! Like this is a solid episode." That was the first episode where I was like, "Ooh, this is good." Like, so, hey, we might actually like know we what might we're actually doing. be okay. Yeah, like we might actually last six seasons. Episodes in and you're like, <laughs> yeah. this is the best one. Yeah, we might actually last six seasons. But <laughs> that was a big episode for me because I distinctly remember being impressed with that episode. I'm like, all right, we might be onto something here. Season two, and we're going to be seeing the Paulding Lights. Yeah. Apparently, if hopefully. I can stay awake. I mean, hopefully. Yep. I don't think they happen religiously every night. I think they I do. I could be wrong. Season two, episode 13 was a special one because our good friends Sophie and Adam were here for the Ouija boards and Zozo episode. Hazozo. Hazozo. So that was a big one. That one was fun. It was so nice, Mm -hmm. you know, because I'd only seen Sophie once before when I went to see her back in the day. It was a fun day. And it was so nice meeting Adam, who was just amazing. Mm -hmm. Yep. And who knows, maybe we'll meet them again in the future. Maybe. Maybe. But it was just so awesome. I mean, I love the Ouija board episode. Her, her Ouija board stories were that some of the students have listened to that one. They're like, that's creepy. Season two, episode 14. I don't know what this one is. That one's, it's I'm sure that one. one's been poo-pooed too. Yeah, we should take that one out of the rotation. Bigfoot. Oh, stop. <laughs> Willie does not want to hear no, that. No, Willie does not want to hear that. Bigfoot Willie on Chris's microphone. My little Sasquatch. What can we say about Bigfoot that hasn't been fake? Doesn't exist. <laughs> if it does, it comes through a portal. That is Bigfoot. We get, we could have a whole episode about Bigfoot stories. We, we really could. Because I follow the Bigfoot subreddit. You do? I do. I'm impressed. I'm I'm softening up to the Bigfoot thing, mm. but I've been watching a lot of. I think it's Monst- small town monsters, monsters among us. 
shoot, I can't remember now. They put, they, they put out a lot of Bigfoot content, like documentaries and stuff. The other more because I only get one channel at home because I don't have cable. I have the air, the antenna. I get one. And Sunday mornings, they have like a stand-up comedy show. Mm. And last Sunday morning, I was working on my research, and the guy on there was actually talking about Bigfoot. And it was funny because he's talking about the video that everybody knows. And they said that he's walking and he kind of looks back like he stepped in moose poop or something. <laughs> like he's all mad. <laughs> it was actually really funny. But yeah, we could talk about Bigfoot, especially Krista, until she's blue I in could. the face. I could. We need to do a little Bigfoot hunting on our trip too, I think. I think that would be fun. Because we're going to be up in that area where there have been sightings of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So maybe we'll have to visit some of that. Season 2, episode 15, Listener Stories, part 2. We did have one every season. For some reason, I didn't think we did, but we mm-hmm. did have a Listener story. I didn't realize season. it started in season 1. I didn't either until I did this. Season 2, episode 16, Black Eyed Kids. Oh, yes. Which is awesome and scary, but I think kind of like a... Urban legend. Urban legend. But still, you got to love the, the BEKs. Mm-hmm. Season two, episode 17 is one that I really wanted. I thought there would be updates. I thought there'd be updates too, but there weren't. That mm-hmm. was the Yuba five. Mm-hmm. The ones that went missing yep. and, the, and the, in the ended car, up in the in cabin. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I really thought that there would be updates, but yeah. there's not. And that, that, that was one that I was kind of sad about because I really wanted updates where the one guy was in the cabin and yeah, there was all there the was food. food that could have lasted for a while. And... But then, you know, I, I did read, I was reading stuff about it and somebody said these were kind of like special needs people and yeah. it could have got mm-hmm. pounded into the, his head that do Stealing. not take something that's not yours. Mm-hmm. So it sucks that there was this food available for him and he ended up starving to death or freezing. And, and that was just a sad one all around. Yep. Season two, episode 18, another mini mystery, the Sodder children and the Fresno Nightcrawler. I think I saw somewhere that the Sodder children thing is having a, a multi-episodic history Project. channel or... It could be. I mean, it's a fascinating yeah. case. Hmm. I don't know if it was Discovery or History or one of those channels. Uh, just I saw a blip during a commercial saying that there was like... You know, in starting February 15th or whatever of 2023, there's a seven-part, you know, show on it. I'll have but... to look for that because I don't have to talk about that on the sh- or put that on the Facebook group. Yeah. Nothing, Krista? Nothing for Sodder Children? No. Season 2, Episode 19, Moon Mysteries. Corey's stomach growling. Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Season 2, Episode 20. Uh, that was our first kind of strange states. That was Ohio cryptids because one of our listeners, didn't we run a contest where they could pick a topic for us to do and we would do it. And he wanted Ohio cryptids. That was like our first strange states. And that was our season finale. And there was a Christmas. I don't know why we don't do Christmas episodes. I know we should have stuck with that. There was a Christmas special. That was the 21st episode of season two. Season three, episode one, aired January 22nd. It is always at the end of January, I guess, when Mm -hmm. we do that. January 22nd, 2019. That was picked by listeners. That was the Denver airport. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Still fascinating. Do you see that they're like going full bore into the, the sign, like, yeah. signs that are yeah. put up saying yeah like don't like mind our mess the reptilian yeah yeah like whatever like, are on break like, yeah like please be quiet the reptilians yeah. are sleaping below yep. like yeah Man, they're totally into it why not why not i i'd love i really want to see the denver airport i yeah. do just because of the lore behind it and the, this even because of our episode and the stuff on there <laughs> season three episode two Might georgia well guidestones nothing new one. there no nope, nope, nothing happening happening there 
On July 6, 2022, an explosive device exploded at the site, destroying the Swahili-slash-Hindi language slab and causing significant damage to the capstone. Nearby residents reportedly heard and felt explosions around 4 o'clock a.m., and CCTV footage recorded a vehicle leaving the scene, and police investigated the accident. The remaining stones were taken down by authorities for safety reasons later in the day with a backhoe. Uh, they still don't really know who did it. It wasn't somebody was probably egged on by one of the senator, governor, somebody running. Somebody was an elected office that hated him. Yeah. And like she had some followers that they think probably was one of the knuckleheads that went and did that. And again, I'll get to Hmm. my viewpoint on that. But it says in late July 2022, Uberton Mayor Daniel Graves said the town planned to rebuild the monument exactly as it was, adding, quote, we're just getting geared up and excited about rebuilding it. It's going to happen. It may take us six months to a year to do it, but we're going to do it. On August 8th, 2022, the city council voted to begin legal proceedings to return the five acres of land the monument had been built on to its previous owner, a local farmer. The city council announced that the remains of the monument, which had been moved to a third-party location for safety reasons, would be given back to the Granite Association of Elberton. Both the Elberton Granite Association and the city council expressed doubt that the guidestones would ever be rebuilt, but expressed hope that one day it could happen. And again, it was some... Somebody thinking it was like a New World Order, yeah. Illuminati thing, mm-hmm. when I think that they were just there in, somebody believed that if there ever was a nuclear war or some kind of apocalypse, that this would serve as a starting block for a new society. There was nothing evil about it. Yeah, I know people are going to hate me for saying that, but there was nothing evil about it. Season three, episode three, my personal favorite. Again, nothing there. My personal favorite, The Bet's Sphere. <laughs> Never heard of it. I love The Bet's Sphere. Uh, that's been what said. were you saying in our I want to sleep with it. Version. I want to sleep with The Bet's Sphere and not in a sketchy way, in a, <laughs> in a way that I wanted. I, I love that little ball. You I do. I love that it rolls around. It. You want to spoon the ball? I want to sp- I would totally spoon the ball. <laughs> Probably okay. the only person in history to ever say that phrase. But I love The Bet's Sphere. I really badly wanted an update. I wanted the the uh, podcast to continue where at the end of the last season of that podcast that the the reporter actually got in touch with Jerry, the the one who was the mom that was there when they found the ball, but they never followed up on it. So I want to know if they're able to talk to Jerry to find out what happened, but I love the bet sphere. I know I say that I should get a t-shirt that says, I love the bet sphere because I say it all the time. But uh, no, sadly, no updates for that. Season three, episode four, another my favorite mini mystery. That was the lead mask case and the suicide dogs. Mm. Oh yeah, I did lead the mask case. Dog. I still think it's so weird and fascinating. Yeah, I thought maybe there'd be some kind of update nope. where somebody would go back and try to figure something out. But no, there's nope. nothing. Season three, episode five, possession and exorcism. Fun. Fun. That's, That's a, a light topic. That was that was a heavy topic. Uh, it was a good one though. I remember mm-hmm. liking that one. That one was a pretty good one. Now, now oh, getting to one of my personal another favorites. Another heavy topic. Now, another heavy topic. Season three, episode six, Internet Mysteries, Captain Coochie's Key Lime Pie. Coochie's Key Lime Pie. And Karen Waldengrave, which is one that I'm yeah. still fascinated with. What's that Facebook? Yeah, where she was like posting mm-hmm. like so much that it, it shouldn't have been able to almost have been done by a person that she would comment on her own comments and then comment on her mm-hmm. own comments. And it was always a question as if she is she a real person, but it turns out that she kind of was and... You know, she had the weird pictures that you could see were burnt. 
So it was just oh, like a right. weird. Yeah, it was a weird. It was a little but bit man, of a head scratcher. I was all about Captain Coochie and his key lime pies. <laughs> Anita Perez, the Goody Goody Burgers. I was actually I actually went to see, but that one is kind of cool because when we talked about that, there was not a ton online about Captain Coochie's. But now, if you type in Captain Coochie's key lime pies, there's a lot of YouTubers that like you know like the, that do mysteries and stuff, and that it's all over the place now. Is the Captain Coochie's key lime pie stories. You know, and ultimately, I think people thought that it was Captain Coochie getting older and just wanted to keep it going. But if you type in, if you type in like a phrase like Goody Goody Burgers or I love Captain Coochie's, like you'll find the old comments yeah. in the, like yep. from 2012 and some random website, somebody will comment and it'll be one of those long rambling comments about Captain Coochie's key lime pies. I'm sure, you know, one of the, one of the millions of listeners of this podcast <laughs> There's also be. thought that you know I'm gonna run this one and you guys just started it. That's all. Which one, Captain Coochie? Captain Coochie? I'm, I'm gonna say that it was all us. Yeah, yeah we started it. it. There's got to be a Captain Coochie's key lime pie T-shirt. Oh yeah, I might maybe get me that for Christmas right. if you can find can one. You look it up. I'll look it up after. Oh, I can continue on for a little bit. Look it up. Okay. All right. So season three, episode seven was alien abduction. I don't think much has gone on in the way of alien abduction. <laughs> no. I mean, not yeah, they stopped. Personally. <laughs> they stopped. Yeah, they heard that episode. <laughs> they they totally anymore. stopped. They're like, they're like, oh, God. They're on to us. They're like, oh, God, Strange Sessions is on yep. to us. Uh, season three, episode eight was Haunted Forests. Mm. I know that one kind of ties in. We talked in. about the one in Japan, Yeah, right? like yeah. the Suicide, suicide Forest. forest. Yep. Is it, was that Post Malone that got some YouTuber showed a body hanging in a tree? Jake Paul? One of the Paul brothers? Oh, it might have been one of the Paul Was that brothers. the Rendlesham? Is it? No, we get to the Rendlesham. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was the the hanging forest in Japan or whatever. And some Suicide other stuff. forest, yeah. Okay. Jake Paul? What's the other one? Uh, Logan Paul. It was one of those. Logan Paul. It might have been Logan one Paul. One of those knuckleheads. Uh, season three, episode nine. Another of my favorite mini mystery was Beverly Potts mm. and your Elsa Gate. Mm. Ooh, that was a... Mm-hmm. That's a... That was a dark episode. Yeah. That, was, that was a dark episode. I... I I don't think I saw any updates on that. Just other people. No, but there's still stuff it. there. Oh, yeah, I still, I, I still follow the Elsa gate subreddit and there's constantly people posting like sketchy pictures that they get on YouTube videos of these weird cartoons that should not be for kids. Uh, season three, episode 10 was reincarnation. That was a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think their next one was kind of a big one. That's where a lot of people, I kind of think, found us, too. Yeah, season three, episode 11, the Lisanne Froon and Chris Kremers, the people missing in Panama, the hikers. Do you know that on our YouTube page, that one has over 5,000 views? I think it's a real popular story. And the only update I have for it is um, one of the things that's been all the rage um, because of uh, the podcast you talked about earlier. Chris Smart. Chris and Smart and the... If you're into true crime, uh, listen to your own backyard, the the Kristen Smart, because it's it's a it, it's interesting that the podcast becomes part of the story itself. Yeah, the you know, Saeed, Adnan, yeah, Adnan Saeed, Adnan yeah. Saeed from Serial. Yep. With podcasts being all the rage, there's a new one, and I haven't listened to an episode. It's called Lost in Panama. Apparently, it's supposed to be kind of like that, where they're really trying to go deep. And trying to find story. the girls and the whole story and find out what happened. So the whole podcast is about that Just about story. that. Okay. Yeah. Huh. I think it's five episodes in, and I should have listened to one last night, but I didn't have a chance. I got What tired. is it called? Lost in Panama? Lost in Panama. It's supposed to be is one of good? those deep dive, like... Is it pretty good? I don't know. Oh. I haven't listened to it. 
but people did say that it's going to be one of those podcasts that's probably going to unlock some information. So, that would be good. That yeah. would be nice. We should check that out. I think we got a couple. I'm going to add I it. I think we might have got a couple nasty messages from people that... There was one guy. He was like a, He wasn't a stranger, but he came to our, our regular stranger page. Yes, yes. And was right. like just ripping people apart in the comments. And nobody said anything or no. did anything. We're like, okay, nope. hopefully he'll just go away. Yeah. But it's like... People, it's okay if people yep. have opinions that are different than yours, dude. So the first episode of Lost in Panama was from October 31st, and the latest one was a bonus after show that came out Monday. So it's uh, first season, I think, is almost wrapping up. It looks like it's six out of seven episodes. I'm adding it so to my I podcast did. list. It's not that good. I mean, it looks like somebody just... Like that, looks like, that looks like yeah. our t-shirts if i mean not the well, except, no except they're these. awesome except for that yeah, one but no. I, somebody i want somebody to make a retro looking captain coochie's key lime pies t-shirt uh i'm gonna have to listen to that podcast oh this is interesting because okay so like one of seven it's uh mariana and jeremy arrive and retrace their steps so they yeah. actually yeah. travel yes Yep. So this is like a total... Yeah, it was just a review on a, a subreddit of the Lost in Panama, and they said it, it's really good, and it's like a on-the-boots investigation when you're there, like you said, retracing the steps. Mm-hmm. It's seven episodes long. Yeah. Okay. So that was the only update for okay. that one. I'm going to... I think that was a pretty solid episode of ours, so I'm glad that got a lot of listens. Mm-hmm. And that was just... I was really shocked that just on YouTube we yeah. had that many listens. Yeah. Corey, keep going. You're doing good. Uh, episode three, or season three, episode 12, Strange States, Missouri. Yeah, that was one of our first official Strange, Strange States. States. And I think, did we do that because of Missouri? Dash? Dash. I can't remember. Yep. I think Dash asked us to do that. Dash, who's from my tiny yeah. little village up yep. north. Weird coincidence. Ah, do you remember what was significant about 313? I do. 313 was our 50th episode listener oh. stories. Do you remember what was? Was it though? No, because it was actually our 49th episode. Okay. It wasn't our 50th because I miscounted when I was yep. counting the episodes. <laughs> but that was that was like a big listener stories one. Okay. Uh, Corey, keep going. Uh, season three, episode 14, the Bridgewater Triangle. Jamie was here for us with yes, that one too. Yep. That's his neck of the woods. Yep. <laughs> Uh, season three, episode fifteen, missing four one one revisited yet again. <laughs> we just keep coming. Everybody back just for likes more. those missing four. I mean, they're stories and they're interesting to listen to, and then people can have ideas on what happened and what or what didn't happen. What's and, interesting though is that now that we're doing the individual stories, look more into them. They're almost all ending that you know it's not it's not, really, it's not really mysterious. It's mm-hmm. a missing person. Season three, episode sixteen, another my favorite mini mystery of Walter Collins and the Amityville House. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, season three, episode seventeen was that, the, this is a, this is an interesting subreddit if you <laughs> if you have time to kill and this was the gang stalking the gang stalking oh, episode. Yeah. Freaky. It's weird. That like if you go to that out. subreddit, you just feel for some of those people that. You know, and then you have people coming on trying to rationalize it and being like, no, they weren't. It wasn't street theater. It was just random people. And then that, then they're like, oh, you sound like a perp too. So it's like, ugh. Paranoia. Yep. yep. Uh, season three, episode 18 was D.B. Cooper. Mm. There is some update in that. I mean, just that another suspect was basically announced that they're doing some investigations. Uh, do you have the same guy I have? Um, is it, hang on. I is, have a Vince Peterson. As do I. And it's. 
I have nothing because I didn't do notes. <laughs> and it's because Josh it. Gates did some pretty good stuff on DB Cooper too. What's crazy is that some of the money has actually been found, right? I yeah. think so. A little kid falling yeah. mm, on yeah. a beach. Yeah. On a beach, yeah. yeah. Do you want me to read what I got or do you want to read what you I'll got? just do what I have and okay. see if you have. Uh, basically, this Vince Peterson uh, died about 20 years ago. Um, one of the things about him is why people think he's D.B. Cooper. Uh, they connected a necktie that was found of D.B. Cooper's. It had some rare metal found on it. Oh, yes. Having and, to do with TV? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was as a black necktie. Uh, recently, a paleo paleontologist was allowed to test it, and they found titanium particles on it. And the only place that used titanium at that time was a lab called Rem Crew Titanium. And Peterson actually worked there in the 1960s. Um, so D.B. Cooper had some of these particles on his tie, and this guy worked there. No other place in the world could have picked up these particles outside of the company where they were experimented with. They were a major supplier of specialty metal to Boeing for mm. both their military and commercial aircraft, including the 727 that was D.B. Cooper's hijacked plane. So it could have gave him some familiarity with that plane. Um, the titanium research lab consisted of eight men, a very small universe of engineers who worked in that research lab. And the men in that research the men in that research lab did wear ties. They have photographs of the men wearing black ties. And the supervisor that they talked to says that the guy you're talking about sounds like a guy that we used to work here named Vince Peterson. He was 52 in 1971, and the witnesses describe Cooper as being generally in the mid 40s to about 50. Uh, basically, the main flight attendants were the witnesses. Mr. Peterson's height was approximately six foot one. They described D.B. Cooper as being about six foot, six foot one. His weight was normal. Same thing with Mr. Peterson. And he was in good shape and it was fit along with D.B. Cooper's description. And they got permission to the owner of the house where Peterson lived to do some more investigating. And that was going to be happening later this month. So that's what I have, Kurt. Yep, that's what I got. Same thing, everything that you have. All right. What we got next? Season three, episode 19, The Phoenix Lights. Uh, going back to D.B. Cooper real quick, like it's one of those things that I don't think we'll ever... No. We'll know one way Even if they come out and say, we think it's this guy, yeah. you're always going to have people mm -hmm. that... That's like the Zodiac. Like every, everybody's coming out. At, well, my uncle was the Zodiac killer. Yeah. And I, you know, I just don't think you're ever going to know with 100% with certainty. Yeah. Yep. So episode 19 was the Phoenix Lights. I don't think there was My much one new. favorite thing I remember from that, and that's just one of those weird little facts, is that one of the first pilots to report it was Kurt Russell. That's that's mm, one of those weird yeah. facts that I remember from that and one. And I have a coworker who saw them because he was living there. Oh, that's time. what I'm jealous of. Now everybody's seeing the SpaceX or the... Oh, the... Yeah. yeah. The, uh, episode 20 for season three was Horror Movie Curses. Mm. Corey is with us for episode 21. That was a good episode. Episode yeah. 21, that was Ben McDaniel... Yep. That was the diver, mm -hmm. and the, my part was the watcher. Yeah, and the, the watcher, watcher just was a big. Well, it's a Netflix series. Netflix series. I think it got renewed for a second season, which I'm like, I don't know but what they're going to do with like that. So not exactly. They took well, a lot of liberties. Took a lot of liberties. Well, but how would you not? All we yeah. know is the letters. We there's not really any back. We don't have any details other than the letters and like yeah. what the family dealt with. So they had to create a whole story around yeah. it. I actually really enjoyed it. I yeah, thought it yeah. was really good. I thought there would be a lot more with Ben McDaniel, like updates. But 
basically, like we talked about in the drive down. Yeah. It's just basically every other cave kind of like that. You would have found a body. Yeah, because so, people did die in that cave that he died yeah. in, and they've always found the body. It's just they never found his. And so, and I was reading somebody saying that it's obvious that he was killed, and then his body was taken somewhere, yeah. that he never really did dive, or he came back from diving. But that's a that was a good episode. It's just, the, I, the ben I keep, because since you brought it up, I keep reliving the description of like going through those Having caves. to go through that one cave where you have to turn your head a certain way, otherwise yeah, you your to, head's going to get oh stuck in the, while you're Take diving. Take your air tank off, push it ahead of you, and with then your, you with your head to turn your a certain hand, way. Yeah. Other, it's to, that is no, the stuff nightmares are made that's, of. I told Corey, I said, I would literally rather die than go through that cave. Yeah. Yes. 100%. Because I might you, die if I go through that. Your shoulders are so cramped that you actually just had to use your feet, your tip of your feet. I get a toes. panic attack. I get a panic attack just to thinking of that. Push yourself through yep. it. That's so. horrifying. The, fa- the fact that people voluntarily put themselves in those positions is... Well, like even in a normal cave, like yeah. above ground cave, having to do that would be a little sketchy. But totally. you're doing it down there where yeah. if something happens to your air supply, you're done. You're done. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no way. You. Or you get stuck and you're alone. You're done. The Watcher stuff, there's really no updates. I was reading some comments from a neighbor. They that's recently convinced, sold the house. Yeah. A neighbor is convinced that it would that they wrote the letters themselves, that mm. it was a scam to Why, because though? they wanted the property to set to divide the property to put two places up and sell it for twice well, what they backfired. got it for. Because they that sold this it was at a, a that, huge loss. Yeah. So but there's a neighbor that is convinced that some people say they have the person's DNA because of the mm-hmm. letters that it's a female. And, and some people are blaming the police for either being in on it or not doing enough work for it. But well, the only thing good was that because the Netflix show may spurn some interest in it. Yeah. So maybe yep. some more people will do some research yep. on it and find out. Uh, season three, episode twenty-two was story updates. Hmm. Much like this episode, yep. and that was a season finale. Much like this episode, <laughs> yeah. and uh, there was a Christmas. There was do a we rumored, do Christmas episodes? There was a, or was a Christmas episode about Randall from Forest. You guys did it. Oh, or that not, was the Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Randall. Yep. yep. Season four, episode one, strange phone calls. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. That was a good one. Corey, you, we'll do. You'll do every other one. All right, uh, episode two. Another of my favorite favorite mini mystery was the Kernak family murders and the number stations. That was the one I had the personal connection to. Yes, yeah. Not the number stations. Are <laughs> <laughs> you down here with a shortwave radio? <laughs> yeah. When seven, five. Still seven. like watching that number station movie when it comes on. It's so good. I think there's it's got John Cus- Cusack in it. There's Reddit. Oh, that's there's a, a good movie. I never seen that. I've but there's a subreddit where people go and post their number stations they record and sometimes i listen to them because i'm just fascinated by them we know that they're spy it's a spy mm-hmm. station season four episode three was one of my favorites that was subliminal messages that's the one where i we had people that were so loud in the school next to us that i was getting really annoyed <sighs> yes it was a room full of kids yep i mean we read about that stuff since we were kids yeah like i'm still so, fascinated i was yeah. watching youtube videos about subliminal messages last night i'm fascinated with subliminal advertising especially uh, season four, episode four was the uh, Strange States, Alabama. Sweet home, Alabama. Season four, episode five was Stranger Suggestions, and I believe that was the Tate House, mm. the the soup one, where there was just the the that person was in the so room. Weird. Yeah, that was like a YouTube thing. Yeah, right? where this person was eating soup and crying, and these two figures with masks or We're these costumes came in. At them. Yeah, so that was a weird Creepy. one. Creepy is right. Uh, are you six or am I six? Oh, that'd be me. Uh, episode oh. six was current state of affairs. Why was why did we do current state of affairs? I have no idea. Do you remember? 
Was it COVID? That was when COVID oh. just started and lockdowns oh. just started. And we were like, we didn't know what to do, I think, because we, we weren't going to get together. Mm-hmm. So this is, the, so the next couple Skype episodes episode? are Skype. Oh, yeah. The next okay. couple, like the next three or four episodes are Skype episodes. Uh, episode seven, the one after that was Skype. That was Tara Calico. That oh, was you the, did that the, via Skype? Yes. That was the girl. In the van. The pic- with the, the, Polaroid. the Polaroid of the, the kid and the girl like taped up in the van. With a book. With what, a book. What book yeah. was it? Do you My remember? Sweet Audrina. Okay. Yeah. Tara Calico, when I follow like anything about it pretty religiously, because I'm really fascinated by mm-hmm. that one. I wish there'd be updates for it, but there's really not. Yeah. Uh, season four, episode eight was underwater, submersible. Ob- or, yeah. Un- like... USOs. Yeah, USOs and Shay Harper. <laughs> I was trying to figure out what it was yep. standing for real quick. What was the acronym for? Yeah. F- f- episode nine of season four is one of my all-time favorites. That was David Glenn Lewis. Like, I love that. The guy that went missing in Texas and then ended up. Thanksgiving? Was it Christmas? It, it was, was a holiday, it was, right? Was Thanksgiving, maybe? Thanksgiving. Because the yeah. Super Bowl was on. Oh, then it can't be. So it was the Super Bowl. Then January. He, yeah. he left. The, the VCR was taping so it. So it was then, not a holiday. Then they found him. They found him dead in Washington State. Yes. Yep. Very Wearing strange. Wearing stuff that he wouldn't wear. That was a great great yeah. story yeah that was so i love that that was that was episode nine of season four uh s- episode 10 was haunted paintings mm, that was a good one that I was s- i still always love this, this painting. yes the hands resist us oh yeah that's yeah. the one that was supposedly Black. cursed and then you had it as your your background Screen's picture at work, on your, yeah. at work on your computer <laughs> well, I didn't hear about anything happening at the nuclear power plant, so. <laughs> nope. No, I think 4.11. I think episode 11, I think we were back in person, Montauk. Or were we still virtual? Or were we still doing I it I feel like Skype? we were at the school for the Montauk. Okay, I think we yeah. got back together finally for the Montauk experiment. That was the weird one. That one's still an interesting one. That was like kind of the background story for Stranger Things was the Montauk experiments and stuff. Uh, season four, episode twelve would have been another mini mystery of the doomsday cult and spontaneous human combustion. Krista, People liked my doomsday. Yeah, Krista's doomsday cult. Season four, episode thirteen. We still talk about them all the time. One of my favorite topics: synchronicities. Synchronicities. I love synchronicities. Yeah. Do you have any recently? No, no. And I'm getting super annoyed I, about I'm it. I'm seeing eleven, eleven still. I wish I was. Apparently, mine <laughs> went off to everybody else. One day I saw it in the morning and at night. That's weird. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. I woke if, up at exactly 11. If 11. I see 11, 11 at night, I'm usually getting up to pee. <laughs> I think that's what was happening. Oh. And it was 11, 11, and I couldn't fall back asleep. That's so weird that you're getting them now and I'm not. Mm-hmm. Uh, episode 14 from season four was the 1980 Satanic Panic. Yeah. Mm. And now I feel like this, that one would have been more of a side sessions because that wasn't really a strange one. I think now we would have done that, but I still love the the eighty Satanic Panic and Dungeons and Dragons is bad. Uh, season four, episode fifteen, listener stories. There's our season listener stories. Uh, episode sixteen for season four was the Loch Ness monster. Mm-hmm. Nessie. Season four, episode seventeen was Strange States, Idaho, with that picnic table out in the, the middle of nowhere. Picnic table. <laughs> picnic table. Uh, episode 18 for season four was another mini mystery with the Tallman haunting and Mel's hole. Yep. Corey took a deep Mel's dive into hole. Mel's hole on that one. <laughs> yeah, there's, I think you mentioned it with the TV show. It's kind of like Yellowstone. Uh, no, I mentioned that. There was, was, was a, there's like, Oh, just a whole outer range. Yeah. That's what it's yeah. called. Yeah. That, that was the only update was that it's kind of 
inspired by or whatever. Yeah, where the farmer had Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, out in the farmer's field, they find that hole that just appears. And so is that tr- the one with, um, what's his name? Josh Brolin? Yes. Yeah. I still haven't yeah. watched it. It was, it's it was good? good. Like, okay. I love the scene where... Is that on Prime? Yes. yes. Okay. I love the scene where you find out what's on the other side of the hole because it's like, it's just weird. I had this huge crush on the girl in there too. Imogene Pets. If I had a dollar. Imogene Pets. Yeah. Uh, episode 19, season four, Corey's stomach is Sky growling. Sounds. It's Sky Sounds. <laughs> Corey's stomach sounds. Is Jim on that episode? Yes. Jim mm-hmm. came down for the Sky Sounds we were episode. still at the school. I remember that. Uh, episode 20 was electronic surveillance which we could have a whole nother episode about because yeah. now there's like i'm finding all sorts of it's it's freaky how much we are surveilled surveilled yeah where we are who we're talking to what we're talking right about right now people are probably listening oh to yeah 100 percent. it freaks me out not as in they're listening to our podcast no, like the phones right now are in our basement yes. yep season four episode 21 halloween that was a fun one when you learned about the turnips that they originally carved turnips and they turnips. blew, blew, they burnt them and blew the smoke through keyholes in the doors. Four twenty-two, uh, Halloween. We might have been that might have been our first episode down here. Was it? Because the next one I know for a fact we did down here. And that would be episode twenty-two, remote viewing. remote viewing. We did down that remote viewing might have been our first episode down here. I think so because I I remember didn't we kind of wear costumes ish. For the Halloween episode, yes, you wore like a cape yes. that I brought. That was our. It was at the yes. school. That, I was, think our that last, was our last. So the Halloween episode. episode was our last episode at the old school, mm-hmm. and remote viewing was our first episode here. Episode twenty three from season four was a my favorite mini mystery. It was Deja Vu and the Toy and B Tiles. Toy and B Tiles. Toy and B Tiles, which became our awesome shirts from Beth. Yep. Thank you so much, Beth. I did look to see if there were updates, and it was just basically more people like trying to figure out who did it, who did it, yeah, and, like. It's still in the cycle, the new cycle of updates where some of these stories aren't as much. Yeah, but, but it's, still, it's still people investigating. Mm-hmm. And like even as of a week ago, there were news articles and, you know, so interesting that it's still yeah, it is. in the zeitgeist. Uh, episode 24 for season four was even more missing 411. <laughs> and the season finale. That was a season, oh, and was there was okay. there was also a Christmas episode that supposedly what? showed up. Christmas chat. <laughs> I don't believe it was, it was Christmas, Christmas chat where Christmas we just chat. talked. Probably talked about our favorite Christmas memories. Probably Christmas music. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Then we start season five, episode one. Welcome to season five. Yeah, that was a season warm up where we just talked about some stuff, and okay. uh, that was January thirty first, two thousand twenty one. Wow. Yep. Our f- second episode. Of the season, season five, episode two was near death experiences, which was voted on by people for our first topic. Uh, episode three was another mini mystery with Dudley Town and the Coral Castle. Yeah, Coral I still Castle. love Coral Castle. I think. And who somebody went there and took photos? Yeah, one of our strangers. They're they're, they're still in our. Was it was it Josh? I don't remember who it was, but they but they either. put a bunch of pictures. I would love to see Coral Castle. There was another one that when I looked for updates, it's the same thing. Like so, yeah. so many people are fascinated by it, but there's, there's still people going to it, and yeah, yep. just fascinated, but nobody yep. really has any idea. Is it me now? Oh yeah. Season five, episode four was more Mandela effects, CERN, and whether or not we are living in a simulation. I love that. Love that topic. Did I mention the Netflix series eighteen ninety nine? Yes, but I haven't. I don't have Netflix, uh, so I haven't watched don't, it. Don't, because I will be okay. shortly. <laughs> it's good. Kurt would actually really like. I it. heard. I'm going to watch that one. That people. It's funny that people posted it in our group this morning about that, the movie that's on, 
HBO Max that Olivia Wilde did that got oh. all that controversy because yeah, of, all I heard was all the drama. But that always that shows movie. up in like stuff that I Harry would enjoy. Styles and then, is in I, it or then Strangers wrote this morning that I would love it, so I'm going to watch that probably tonight. Don't but, worry, darling. Yes, don't worry, darling. Called? Yep. Uh, episode five from season five was Strange Dates with Wisconsin and Wisconsin Creatures. Hodag. <laughs> season five, episode six was Dumbs, Deep Underground Military Bases, which I find fascinating. Episode seven was a mini mystery where I was on with the Lindbergh kidnapping and we revisited Elisa Lamb because, yeah, because of the, of the oh, okay. special. Yep. So surprisingly, with the Lindbergh baby kidnapping being all the way back from 1932, there actually kind of was an update. A Princeton woman sued the state of New York to get access to evidence for the 1932 Lindbergh kidnapping case in a quest to exonerate the New York man executed for abducting the toddler from his East Amwell, New Jersey home and killing him. Margaret Sudhaker wants to use technology from this century, uh, like DNA testing and all that, to, quote, clarify long-standing historical discrepancies and uncertainties, unquote, in the last century's so-called crime of the century. Sudakar sued Governor, Governor Phil Murphy from the New Jersey State Police and the Attorney General in September in Superior State Court in Mercer County under the state's Open Public Records Act and has common right law to the public access of those files. She has filed public records requests for access to 14 sealed envelopes and 11 stamps, whatever that is, police Wait, said. They're still sealed envelopes. Yep, the bet. The police said the main suspect, Bruno Richard Hauptman, used on the ransom notes, as well as the wood from the ladder the kidnapper used to climb into the 20-month-old 20 20 Charles Lindbergh Jr. second-floor nursery. Originally, Murphy's office rejected her request, saying that there aren't, they aren't the custodians of those records anymore, and the state police and the attorney's general's office failed to respond or to provide any written explanation of why they denied uh, taking on this task. And in her complaint, she wrote that she's a researcher working with a New York-based screenwriter, Wayne McDaniel, and California-based film producer, Chuck Braverman, to compile a, quote, definitive documentary on the case that's been a favorite of documentary filmmakers. Do they think that there's going to be an, an def definitive outcome? I guess if they get I, the records and so they unseal. So what's in these sealed? Like, why is so much stuff still sealed? I don't know. I don't know what. Hmm. They think it's going to help by not having all that stuff out there. That's interesting. So that's I, the update for that. I feel like we're getting to the point now where we're not going to have a lot of updates because these are getting to be pretty recent. Yeah. Huh. So apparently they have the ransom notes, the envelopes, the ladder, and other evidence has been stored in the state police archives since 1980 or up until 1981 when then-Governor Brendan Byrne issued an executive, executive order declaring the evidence in the case historical and therefore removing it and putting it into a public storage area where it remains today. Hmm. So that's it for that one. I would love to hear some update on that one. Especially since 1932. Yeah, and I think it's passed. I think anybody involved with that yep. is, is gone by now. Season 5, Episode 8 was a catch-up episode. I don't remember what we did in there, but we caught up, apparently. Not the condiment? <laughs> it was just all about ketchup. We taste test a bunch of different ketchups. Uh, season five, episode nine was the Hat Man revisited. Devin was here for that one. Okay. And Devin had some creepy. He's had a hat, hat had, man experiences. He's had hat man experiences. Yep. Yes. Chapter chapter five. <laughs> season five, episode ten was listener stories. So we haven't had one every season. 
Hmm. No, and the next one is again one of my favorites. Yep, that was the missing four hundred one spotlight for Trenny Gibson. I love the Trenny Gibson story. So she was the one at... that stopped on the trail and looked off the side of the trail, and then so it's small town monsters. That's what I was trying to come up with before. I just watched one where one of the guys went in solo and walked right past there, went up on the really? what is that thing called? Bald Mount uh, Andrews Bald. Yes, that. Oh, you're talking about that big thing. Yeah, the structure you can walk up with. Oh, Klingman's Dome. Yes, Klingman's Dome. He walked up there and was taking video. It was so crowded. Yeah, it was crazy crowded. It's like a total tourist attraction. But yeah, he stayed overnight in a tent and was doing like Bigfoot research or whatever. Did he bring up Trini Gibson? No, he didn't. Oh, I really want some sort of update. I'm fascinated with the Trini Gibson story. Uh, season five, episode 12 was another one that listeners seemed to like. And that was the story of Ariel and the clockwork elves, mm, the mm-hmm. place that you would see taking drugs and the little creatures you would see taking mm-hmm. drugs that we kind of got back into a little bit in the last episode with the wheel. But yeah, people loved the Ariel and the clockwork elves episode. And what was that? The ayahuasca? That was, yeah, where you overdose on. Not Benadryl? Was that it the was Benadryl? Benadryl? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, we were joking about that recently on the Strangers. Movie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> episode 13 was a Strange State episodes, and that was from Colorado. Colorado. Episode 14 of season five was another mini mystery. It was Todd Geib and the image of Guadalupe, where the image of Guadalupe supposedly has all those oh, p- pictures right. of like in the eyes, the mm-hmm. pictures of people that they believe it's a supernatural thing. Uh, episode 15 from season five was the Bermuda Triangle and... I have updates, but not necessarily of the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, the Netflix original series, 1899, <laughs> centers on the story of the steamship of the Carabaros, which comes across as a missing ship, which comes across a missing ship while traveling across the Atlantic Ocean on a routine voyage from Europe to New York. The captain feels compelled to investigate this abandoned ship, which has been missing for four months now, stranded in the middle of the unrelenting Atlantic. Those brave souls who decide to search the Prometheus are astounded by what they find on board. And basically people wanted to know, was it based on the Bermuda Triangle? And I think the producer said it was inspired by, but not based on. I would say no. Just knowing what happens, yeah. I, I... I should really watch I mean, that. there was a lot When of, you first start it, totally yeah, you're going to yeah. think that. Yep. And then secondly, for the Bermuda Triangle, the history show starting uh, 12-6 called the Bermuda Triangle into Cursed Waters. During filming, they located a 20-foot segment of the 1986 Challenger NASA mission that exploded. Whoa, really? really? Yeah, I did not know During that. During the filming for that. Dang, I did not know that. That's crazy. Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, that is crazy. From the History Channel show, which actually starts on the 6th. I just I don't think the Bermuda Triangle has anything to it. Yeah. I really don't. That's so, I don't know if they're going to show it, but during the filming of it, they found a 20-foot I'd like to section actually watch that. that so. I'd like to actually see that. Season 5, episode 16 was our side sessions preview where we talked about the Empire State Building crash, mm-hmm. which is, which I think is that was a good one. fascinating. Yep. 517 was a big one. Was it? Huh? Was it? That was actually our... Oh, that was 100th episode. That was our actually our 100th episode. We I had counted, a cake from Kayla. Yes. I counted, I counted correctly. That was our 100th episode. And that one was great. We had listeners call in and tell us, talk about the podcast, listening to the podcast. We had people write in. I loved our 100th episode. I really did. And we're on our way to our 200th. You? Oh, 518, uh, episode 18, season five was EVP Revisited. Mm -hmm. I just remember you and I being like, wow, we did have a lot of good EVPs. Yeah, we did. (laughs) There's probably more we could still more that we could do. Yeah, we played a lot of our EVPs. We caught on investigations and people love the EVP episodes. 
Uh, episode 19 was a mini mystery of the Sheboygan Asylum and the Chase Family mm-hmm. Vault. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The moving coffins. 520, this was kind of a two-parter. The five, uh, episode 20, season 5 was about the miracle at Fatima, mm-hmm. or Fatima, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to pronounce it, where they saw the appar- the sun move and stuff. And then next one. Uh, so that would be 22 now, because the 21 was the Vatican Secrets and Fatima Prophecies, basically. I have that as 21. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, because it was a separate episode, yep. So. 522, the 22nd episode was another missing four in one spotlight. That was on Stacy Aris. And just Which gen- one was that? That was a uh, missing four in one spotlight on yeah, Stacy Aris. The... She was just a girl that went, didn't she go? She was like a horseback rider. and Yeah. She was like the first one that kind of started all, the whole missing four in one ball of wax. And you, just general weirdness around you. Why is that story not ringing about me at all? I don't know. Mm. Were you here for that one? <laughs> <laughs> just general Yosemite weirdness around the Yosemite area. There was an episode once where I was sick and I had no voice. Right, like, oh. And Corey basically yes. had to take yep. over for me. Yep. <laughs> we were at the school. Yep. Uh, episode five. No. Season five, episode 23 was our season finale, which was listener stories for that season and listener stories always popular it's one of my favorite episodes and supposedly a christmas episode that Corey was on i feel like i've been here a lot (laughs) (laughs) about armchair treasure hunts oh that was a fun episode that was a fun episode Mm -hmm. and one interesting thing that just happened this week i but did i talk about the golden apple tale in that episode just briefly okay because there's a, a one from 1982 called the golden apple tale that's this really amateurish looking book with like kind of crude illustrations and there is a jeweled gold apple buried somewhere and the book is like impossible to find uh it's, there's a pdf of it that everybody is going off of but people are working on this from time to time i love this one and it's written by a cam caskin and the way the cam caskin name is made it's obviously a code or it's like a cipher for the author's mm-hmm. real name okay but people have been working on this since 82. I work on it all the time. And like one of the big questions, like there's three big questions. Where was this golden apple hidden? Uh, is it still there? And who is Cam Caskin? And this week, a podcast came out by the guys that do the secret podcast that they managed to figure out who Cam Caskin actually is. And one of the guys went to his house in Michigan and talked to him. Wow. Yeah, it's really interesting because the guy said he went there and knocked on the door and this guy opened and he's like, this is a really weird question, but there's this treasure hunt from 1982. Are you Cam Caskin? And the guy's like, yeah, I am. Wow. And the guy said, it is still out there. It is still buried. We know now that it is in the Grand Rapids, Michigan area. Really? Yeah. So now everybody's back. You know, we don't know. They didn't say who the guy was. He didn't want, the guy didn't want his name known, but he's like, yeah, he's like, I was riding the coattails of Masquerade, the treasure hunt that came out in the seventies and nobody really bought the book. So it's kind of a flop. So I just left the thing buried where it is. And he said, I go buy it quite often. I drive by it quite often. And I'm worried that construction's going to get it, but it's still there. So that apple is still right. So it is still the there from nine. Like I would love to be the first person to touch that apple since 1982. Hmm. And it's a really pretty apple. You know, I messaged the girl or the, the lady that I thought did the illustrations. I messaged her on Facebook years ago, but she never read it because I went to her, un- like not her friend's folder, you know, so she never read it. But it, it just floors me that, and this guy was like stunned that they figured out who he was. Hmm. 
Uh, so it just floors me that this thing is still out there. So now people are kind of working because Pete, the secret has kind of hit a standstill. There's like nothing going on in the secret. So now people are kind of looking at this one. And I got my first ever phone message from a guy that read my article about the golden apple tail on mysterious writings. I was at school one day and I got a voicemail and it's like, is this Kurt Connessy that <laughs> works for mysterious writings? Cause he wanted to tell me what he, where, what his idea was. And he had not known that this just came out this week. So he thought it was in Nebraska. And I'm like, no, a podcast just came out yesterday saying that it's actually in, near uh, Grand Rapids. So yeah, so now I'm like hardcore studying that, looking at maps of Grand Rapids, trying to figure out where they would have put it. It's just super interesting that that came out this week. So there you go. That was season five. Yeah, and that brings us to basically our current season. Current season, January 30th, 2022. Crazy. Oh, doppelgangers. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I totally forgot about Nuts episode two. I totally forgot we did that. Was who, what, who, who's Matthew? The Matthew Thornton? Yes, Matthew Thornton. His letters are hanging right behind yeah. Corey. Yep, that was like the, the update on Matthew Thornton because we got those letters mm-hmm. from him, which amazes me. That I he still sent, can't believe he sent us letters. I still letters. can't believe he sent us it either, but I love those letters. They're mm-hmm. so cool. Not that I'll ever be able to decipher them, no. but they're cool. No. So the episode was about the update of getting his letters, and it was about the blood house where there was blood all so over that they couldn't figure out where, where it, it was from. coming from. Uh, episode three was the Danny Casalaro when the octopus. Yep, Danny Casalaro that supposedly killed himself in the bathtub and his octopus theory about all this corruption and stuff going that on. That was another one that I, when I looked up updates, it's constantly in the news and people yeah. are constantly like, talking trying to, about yeah, it, talking but there's about nothing... It knew about yeah, it. Yeah, it's just another one of those ones that everybody kind of yep. like wants to get their input on. Season six, episode four was about the Glimmer Man, the mm-hmm. creature that... Pe- that mm-hmm. can, like the like, predator? Yeah, like the predator-like creature that can make itself invisible. People love that episode. Uh, episode five was a mini mystery with Summer Wind and the Belmez faces. Yep, Summer Wind and the Belmez faces, the faces that appeared on the floor. Uh, episode six of this season was Strange States, Arizona. Shout out to Arizona. Shout out to AZ. <laughs> episode 7 was a follow-up episode for John Teeter, the Tate House, and Mothman. Yeah, Tate House is still weird to me where the person could hear the like, stuff mm-hmm. from Under, underneath yeah. underneath the basement. Yep. 6-8 I forgot about, and that was actually like a really interesting yeah. case. The 6-8 uh, was about Laura Snedeker, mm. the mm-hmm. one that like showed up dead in the field. Was it in the field? And they're trying to figure out what happened with her. That one was interesting. That, that that one guy, was it? Who was it that every time he went with somebody, they'd mysteriously die? Like he took the person on the airplane and then he came back by himself. And yeah, oh, I can't remember. I don't remember, but that was a really interesting episode. I just don't remember a whole ton about it now. And that's the season. That's yeah. funny. <laughs> yep. Uh, nine was the Dice Man side sessions preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the guy that would roll the dice the and dice figure out what he was going to do. Uh, I'm gonna just gonna do the next one as two of them. Was yeah. uh, episodes ten and eleven were a two part about the smiley face killers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Twelve was the current state of UFO research. Episode thirteen was the Circleville letters. Corey was here for that, that was and a the good Kelly one. Hops- Hopkinsville encounter with the goblins and the farmhouse. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Fourteen was John Keel and Jacques Vallée. Yep. That was I like that episode. That too. That was a popular episode yeah. too. From episode like a... fifteen was Strange States, New York. New York. 16 was Poltergeists. Episode 17, and this is the one that, that floors me because this one was meant to be 
I don't want to say a time waster, a placeholder for a better episode mm. because stuff was going on and I didn't have time to research anything. So I did spooky wood stories. That was a great episode. And that turned episode. out to be like our most popular episode <laughs> this season. Like everybody loved that. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I could just be copying Reddit stories. <laughs> and So I am still doing that. If I find a really good Reddit story, I put it in a notepad. So I have for next season, we're going to have non-wood stories because I have a bunch of them. But everybody loved the strange wood stories. Uh, 18 was a mini mystery of Tina Resch and Brandon Swanson. Yep. Episode 19 was a missing 401 spotlight about Dennis Martin. And I love that we got email or messages from listeners saying that they were happy that we didn't pursue a paranormal mm-hmm. route, that it was just a... It's just a missing person's uh, yeah, case. Yeah, it was just a missing person's case. Uh, 20 was listener stories. Episode 21 was Strange States Haunted Wisconsin. 22 was the end of the season leftovers with Wisconsin stuff in the wheel. And the wheel. That people, it was weird to hear accounts from listeners, from strangers who actually experienced the wheel. So there you go. There is a look back at the history of the strange sessions. Two hours and nine minutes worth of. Oof. Longer than I thought. Oofta. And you guys still talk about like going forward with it you guys aren't bored with it you no, guys aren't it's, it's it amazes me that other. we don't flake on each other like we know we're gonna be here this day you know and it's so easy like i told Corey on the way down it sucks when there's i look up a podcast because i'm researching something and i find one about trini gibson and i listen to it and i'm like dang this is a good podcast and then i look and that was like their fourth and final episode oh. like some <laughs> of them just fall apart yeah. and just stop and like we don't mm-hmm. like it's nice to know like krista knows if i say i'm gonna be here she knows I'm going to be here. Mm-hmm. And if like she knows, if I question. know she knows I'm coming, I know she's going to be ready. You know, so it's just the word perfect. It would be weird if I weren't here when you got here. It would be weird if you weren't here. Then yeah, that I would mean, be the next episode I is where's Krista? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously I talk to you more than I talk to Krista, but you've never once said that you're burnt out. You I get know. burnt out on research, but yeah, I but don't actually the episodes or continuing forward or, yeah. you know, sure you may get burnt out from researching, but you don't complain about like, you know, I want to take four months off yeah. or whatever. No. I will say, being very candid, I do enjoy our little break. Oh, I do because too. Because for me, and for me, it has nothing to do with like research burnout. It's yeah. every other Saturday, I have to get up super early. Yeah. No, 100%. <laughs> There's no sleeping in. So I'm looking forward to having some Saturday, every yeah. Saturday. But then generally totally by free. the end of January, we we're get ready a little to itchy. We're it. ready yeah. to go again. So totally, I, I like our breaks too. But then I also find myself like, oh, this is my usual research time. So, I, like I said, I think I'm just going to dive back in. So maybe next season I won't have to stress as much about yeah, getting burnt out idea. on research. But you know, the thing is, like, a lot of our listeners like message us about how we help them get through bad times. And I think they don't realize sometimes that this podcast doing this gets me through some yeah. crappy times. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as it means to you guys, it means just the same to us. So. I also think that in in the future we could do more conversational stuff where you don't have to do as much as much research too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's funny because Aaron said, you know, Krista interrupts you a lot when you're talking on the oh, podcast. My God, did he really? Yes, he did. And I'm like, I don't feel like I feel like you don't enough. I think that's me yeah. trying to get a word in edgewise. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I if anybody, like, I I never like invite myself to the podcast like the only reason i'm ever on here is because you're like hey why don't you come on because we love having you on we mm-hmm. really so, do we like, think you do yeah, a great job and listeners love having you and on. that's why i think having if aaron does come on uh next season uh, it'd be nice to have somebody different yeah. but it's like i i never force myself to come on 
the only reason I'm on is because you asked me to come on. It would actually be kind of nice to have you here when Aaron's here because I feel like Aaron's a little nervous about coming on. Oh, could be. So it would be, and he knows you, so I think it would be nice. Yeah. But no, so. you're like our most requested well, yeah. co-host. Maybe. Uh, jump into song well, before we run out of time. <laughs> Before it gets too big for Krista to save, like it did last time. Yeah, hour. I had to save it in two chunks for yeah. the coffee page. So let's jump into song. Corey, you, I have two of them. So Corey, you go first with your song choice because I've never heard your song and I sh- feel like I should have. Uh, my song is from 1975. There really isn't anything in my genre that metal, metalcore that like struck me over the last couple months. So I was thinking about a song that I like that, you know, probably isn't as popular as I think it might be, being as you've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, it's from the band The Outlaws, and it's Green Grass and High Tides. Okay. And I've never heard of it. He played it's, it for me when on the drive down here. Uh, it's by The Outlaws, which is a southern rock band. It's so I know of The Outlaws. Okay. They did like a version of Ghost Riders in the Sky back in the day that was Probably. like huge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's their best, one of their best known, and it's been on a lot of uh, album-oriented radio stations, although it was never released as a sing- single uh, it's notable for having two extended guitar solos that stretch the song to almost 10 minutes. Um, so it's kind of Freebird-ish. It kind of does have that southern rock song to or sound to it. It does. It sounds like, like, like Skinner. Like, like, uh, like Almond Brothers. Almond Brothers. Brothers. It, sounded, it had a very Almond Brothers vibe. And the guy said it's kind of like how he felt when he would hear songs from uh, people that had died, so like Janis Joplin and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's like they're basically having like a little concert just for you. Mm. You're able to uh, sit back and listen to a song and wishing you'd be able to see it per- be performed in person, but at that moment it's just directed to you. Mm-hmm. So that's mine. It's The Outlaws with Green Grass and High Tides. Cool. And he, we were parked at Love's when he played it for me, and I was like, I never heard this before, and I'm like good. Are they even like a band anymore? I I don't think they tour that much. Okay. I, I, I must imagine they probably play a couple of one-offs here and there, but mm-hmm. as to whether they're still active or not, I don't know. So I'm going with two songs, and these are both, kind of like last episode, these both have a theme to them, and it just worked out that way. The first one has kind of a long story behind it, and the thing is, if you know me, I'm not really hip with music that's currently popular. I'm just not. I listen me to my either. own. I'm like Aaron always laughs because I'm notorious for him telling me this song is awesome. And then also like six years later, I'll be like, this song is awesome. <laughs> you know, like I'm, I, I <laughs> don't listen to a lot of modern music, especially anything hip hoppy. That's like not my thing. So and except the Beastie Boys, <laughs> except the Beastie Boys. But it's funny because everybody knows this song and I didn't. But last year, the last week of school. We do a thing where it's kind of part of math class where you find, we basically in our basement, last year was in our basement level of the school, we do a carnival. And there's all games all along the hallway. Like students, you know, there's like a cup guessing game. You know, you get prizes. If you find this, you can get a handful of candy. You get prizes. And there's like, they're all supposed to be math based, but last year they weren't like Layla and... Uh, Layla and Haley, two two students that I'm close with, ran a photo booth where they had like a, a, a Polaroid camera and they had all sorts of costumes and you could wear stuff. And, you know, so they did that. So it's just fun. It's like the whole basement floor. And then you have like eighth graders, seventh graders wandering down and like playing the games. You get tickets and stuff. 
And two of the girls that I knew, uh, Juana and Rihanna, had a booth there. That I think I don't remember if theirs was a dart throwing. It was something like that. And it's weird because I remember this vividly, this moment. Like, I'm playing their game, and you're not supposed to have a phone, but it was the last week of school, so we're like, whatever. So Juana had her phone, and she had it attached to a speaker, so it's playing music while you're doing this. And I'm playing this game, and I'm, like, listening to this song, and I'm like, who is this? I really like this song. And I think Rihanna said, I'm not sure she is. I think it's, like, five years old. <laughs> and and then, and then, uh... Wanna said, I think it's Jay-Z. So I ended up using my phone. I ended up asking Siri. I'm like, who is this? So listen to the song. But you guys will know what song I'm talking about. And this is from... And it's so weird because it was just such a weird, dumb little moment. But I vividly remember where I was and all this stuff. So it's just weird. But you guys are going to know where this is from, coming from the YouTube comments. Somebody writes, 2022, and this song is still making me feel goosebumps. And this actually, I'm going to play the, the live one because there's kind of an interesting story about that. So the next person writes, their energy is close to matching the energy of the crowd and the city. I wake up to this song every morning. We're already, yeah, we Alicia Keys exactly. is in this too, I wake right? up. Yep, okay. I wake up every morning. The song pumps me up every morning. Somebody else writes, when I hear this song, I always think of going for my dreams, no matter what they are and accomplishing them. Somebody else says they made history right there and it's pure on their face and they knew it. It was a magical performance. Somebody else says, I remember he was said to miss the flight to get to this performance. So she intended to perform it solo with his voice recorded in the background. Her reaction and the band's reaction when he came on stage was a genuine one. And somebody else writes, never been, you're going to get it from this. Somebody else writes, never been to New York City, but this performance makes me nostalgic about it. And it I know a what performance you're talking about. Yeah, too. I've and seen it's it. like it. You know, it's it's, it's Empire song, State of yeah. Mind by by <laughs> Jay Z, Alicia, Alicia Keys, and Jay, and it's like, yeah. like it's stuck in my head like all the time now. One of the students heard me singing it to myself the other day, and she's like, "You're in a weirdly good mood today," and it's just like stuck in my head. And it's just like, I know I remember when the song came out, but I would never like listen to it, you know. And it's it's the fact that I was there when when Juana and Rihanna had this playing on the speaker. And it's such a good song, and it just makes me mad that sometimes I'm not knowledgeable about current songs mm. because it's such a good song. And you can see that performance is, like, amazing, where you can see, like, she's super happy that he comes out because he wasn't supposed to come out. So my first song is Empire State of Mind by Jay-Z and Alicia Keys, and it is the it's her performing it live in Times Square in 2016. Did you ever listen to the collaboration between Jay-Z and Linkin Park? No. I probably should, like it. Yeah, you should listen to the 99 Problems version. It's Linkin Park in the background playing uh, like the guitar and drums to their songs, but it sounds so good mixed in with 99 Problems from Jay-Z that uh, obviously Linkin Park has like Chester, which was the lead singer. Then you have the other guy who was like the rapper. Yeah. So he yep. raps part of Jay-Z's verse, then Jay-Z raps, but it's all over Linkin Park's background music. Yeah. Mm, and it's like cool. a mesh that you think wouldn't be good, but it's but super it is. good. Yeah. Well, that's like somebody made a mashup of Jay-Z and Beyonce singing one of their songs to along with Toto's Africa, and it's really good. Hmm. Well. So maybe I just need to listen to to more Jay-Z. But I was like, I really love this song, but I, it's not so much his part, but it's Alicia Keys' part that mm -hmm. is like the part that's of the, the song. That's the powerful part, yeah. Yeah, so that's my first song is Empire State of Mind. My second song, one of my all-time favorite bands, uh, some of the YouTube comments for this are... 
Uh, the song always makes me feel very sad and lonely until the chorus, which makes me feel invincible. It's amazing how the beginning tells of great solitude and the end is triumphant. Somebody else writes, stuck between smiling and crying. This is what the song describes. Somebody else writes, a sad song that needs to be played loud. Somebody else says, this music video is just so powerful. When you lose someone you love, life goes on for everybody else except for you because you just feel empty inside. I don't think you're going to get this one because this isn't a super well-known song. Somebody else writes, this is the official anthem for the nostalgic, the drunk, and the heartbroken. And somebody else writes, I'm late to comment on this, but I just wanted to say how this song, even after eight years, still touches the heart. The arrangement, his voice, the lyrics, everything. Not to mention the power and simplicity of the video. His facial expressions exuding the pain of losing someone he loves while life continues to go on around him. Amazing song from amazing artists. And following the theme, it is the song New York by Snow Patrol. I love Snow Patrol. So two songs about New York. <laughs> yes, yeah, so two songs about New York. Like Snow Patrol, I think, are one of the best bands out there. I think they're amazing. And people just know them for chasing cars, hmm. which is a great song, but kind of overplayed. But this is the song New York. And it is. It's it's the singer, uh, Gary, is like sitting at the bar, like kind of crying because he lost somebody. And everybody at the bar around him is like having fun. And it's kind of like how you know when you're hurt other people aren't mm-hmm. so it is the song new york by snow patrol i will post them both in the group so i was gonna tell everyone to go to netflix and watch wednesday because it is so good i heard it's really good i did it's hear so it's really good. good i loved it and i'm not like a huge adams family person like i've watched the old movies with christina ricci or whatever and i they were fun and quirky or whatever <laughs> there are some hardcore adams family people out there but i loved it jim watched it with me too i mean she is just delightful. The girl who plays Wednesday. Yeah. It's uh, really good. Jenna, it's Jenny, Tim Jenny Burton. Ortega. Yes. Je- yeah. It's it's a Tim Burton film. It's very obviously a Tim Burton film, but he does such a good job creating a little universe and I loved it. I loved everything about it. The one Wednesday Adams thing that never will get old to me and I just watched it this week is the YouTube video of her on the old black and white Adams family dancing with lurch oh yes I've but they seen put that it too. to the song symphony of destruction yeah. by megadeth mm-hmm. and it is so perfectly synchronized it's yep. just so good i think that adam's family knocked uh stranger things off it the did. most it did most watched or most mm-hmm. hours watched of a show on netflix really history. dang so. yeah it's really good it's really really good i still don't like netflix for not giving a third season to uh, American Vandal. Oh, yeah. I will die on the hill that well, American Vandal now, is one of the best ever shows, oh, like, ever. They're trying to catch people who log in under other people's yeah. credentials yep. now, too, and yeah. charging them for it. Yeah. So, well, I mean, now Netflix is just a running joke of two seasons and it gets taken off. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, yeah. But that's American Vandal was so good. I've never was. seen it. Go watch it. Is that all we got? Well, it's two and a half hours worth of stuff, so (laughs) I I feel like we're okay. That's plenty. (laughs) So that is it for season six. Dang. Anything you would like to say, Corey, before we sign off? No, I just keep hearing about this Christmas episode, but I don't believe it. (laughs) No. There's talk on the dark web. There's talk in red rooms about it, so we'll see. Electronic surveillance. Yeah, yeah. There's there's chatter. The number stations are talking about it. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, there could be a Christmas episode. I don't believe it. I doubt it there will be so yeah there, there might be a christmas episode uh, that we may be recording within the next 10 minutes <laughs> exactly exactly but seriously you guys thank you so much for listening six yeah. seasons in and you know 
Five like I said, seasons in a movie. Five seasons in a movie. Just know that wherever you are in the world, wherever you're listening to us, just thank you for listening to mm-hmm. us and for and for, for being s- part of our family. For sticking with our ramshackle little podcast that doesn't always pan out like we wanted to. So just thank you so much, like you said, for being part of our family, for listening to us, for caring about us, for caring what we do. Like we said, you guys help us get through the bad stuff just as much as we help you get through the bad stuff. So I think that's it. Yeah. Anything else? Just our deets. Just our deets. Oh, and there's another, there's a new deet in here. Yeah. Except I don't apparently have it on this. Was there a question? Oh, yeah. No, there wasn't a new, there no. was not a new I'm question. I'm sure we have time for a question. No. <laughs> and I forgot to put the new deets thing on this form, apparently. But so it'll be in the start of the next season, which is okay. Uh, you can email us at thestrangesessions at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at Strange Session without the final S. We are on Instagram where Krista does an amazing job. And we have amazing fans on Instagram. We do. Uh, at the Strange Sessions, you can send post. Wait, don't send us anything right now because we're not going to be recording for a while and I have need to pay for another six months of the, the P.O. Box. Uh, the Strange Sessions, P.O. Box 434, Manitowoc, Wisconsin, 54221-0434. You can call our lonely little phone line at 920-443-9602. And I just want to see something right here, see if it's on here. And it's not, but I have a new email address. Oh, I do have it on here. And if you have a story about something paranormal or weird that happened to you, you can email listener stories to the strange session stories at gmail.com. So is it the strange it sessions? It is the strange sessions stories. Story. Okay. Stories. Stories. Okay. Yeah. I tried to make it easier, but it's hard. I could have done just strange sessions, but I like the strange, the strange session sessions stories, stories. Okay. at gmail.com. Because our email is at the strange sessions. So just add stories to that. Yes. If you have anything paranormal happen, let us know and we will read it. So cool. I think that's I it think for that's season it. six. Mm-hmm. So it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Another one in the books. Uh, we'll be back hopefully in January. Yeah. Maybe. Barring an apop- apocalypse, a- a- I guess. Apocalypse would be cool too. <laughs> so I think from Corey. Krista and myself, Corey, thank you again for being here. You're welcome. You are very much loved on this podcast, so thank you for being here. And from Krista, Corey, and myself from The Strange Cellar, until next season, stay Stay strange. strange.